to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast 2021 Year in Review. Folks, it has been quite a year and we are back together, folks, here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, RevRest Pod on Twitter, RevRest Pod on Twitch, folks, and we are here together, all three of us, folks. I am the devilishly handsome outlaw himself, your king of extreme, Phil KOE, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that makes the other podcast cower, the prince and potentate of the political parlance, the conqueror of the ethereal, and one damn handsome man, if I do say so myself, joined by my indomitable broadcast partners this evening, the one, the only, your current, reigning, defending, undisputed, what, 11-time champion? Tony fucking G. You might beat Ric Flair's record before Charlotte does. Hold for it. Hold on. Hold on. And that's because I am the best in the world. Tony G, thank you for stopping in. Here we are, 2021. I'd like to tell you what a year it's been, but, well, you'll see here soon enough. But we are not alone. For the first time ever on a year-end review, we are finally joined by the COVID champ, the Christmas Miracle champ, the two-time running WrestleMania champion, but still former champion. I would just call him a two-time no good. But... Oh, no. Well, sadly, I think I'm like a four or five time champ. I lost count because I don't like to count my losses. I just like to say I kind of just killed it in 2021 honestly i know i know it's around you right now but oh all the times that i pissed you guys off in this last year was yeah. so wonderful I, we we have to give that to you chicken you've done incredibly good this particular time around your sticky or your cousin sticky that works on the creative staff at least for now at wwe has been feeding you has been leaking you <laughs> all those and that's how chicken like this is clearly open collusion, folks. Really? I mean, let's be frank. But beyond all of that, folks, we've had quite a year. I have captured yes. the LWP Championship once. Chicken, I got to give you credit. You have had a banner year. Uh, I was going to say, he wanted it. Rhino style, rookie monster. He did. He had it at TLC in December last year, and he kind of ran roughshod this year with the belt. Uh, I won it early on. I lost it right away back to him. You won it. And then it was a dry spell for both you and I. Chicken had a very big stranglehold on this bad boy, but I was able to but reclaim it as at Survivor Series. As our uh, fans from across the pond would know, it's coming home, it's coming home. The belt is coming home, coming to Nebraska. <laughs> There's so many people who like soccer football that just hate me oh yeah everybody yeah hates. yeah everybody yeah, tuning it. in probably hates us very very much like, I'm okay yes, with it. but you should hate, watch subscribe. the shit out of this yeah. and subscribe and like so this is the year that was wrestling folks uh there was ups and downs we laughed we cried a lot of we, crying we yeah we there was a, a lot, lot of, of crying, crying. <laughs> yeah. honestly I, I i sat down like when we we usually have all year to think about this I try to keep a nice tally of the matches that we rated really high. And at one point this year, it just kind of got really blase, if you will. And this is mostly WWE's fault. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes. 
there was a lot of really bad stuff that happened this year under the AEW banner. But the best stuff that happened in wrestling this year, how no matter how far and few between, did happen under the AEW banner this year. Like WWE as a whole, they put out the most content, hands down. No, not even a question about it. But with everything that WWE has done this year, whether it be eight different rounds of releases, rebranding the only good product that they had into something that's not even watchable, to just what it's turned into past the Thunderdome. Even bringing back crowds couldn't turn this thing around. So the best of the best has happened under AEW, and you're going to hear their names a lot tonight. I have a strong feeling. Whoa, 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 guys. You mean to tell me that the Thunderdome isn't going to be making appearances in your best match of the year candidates? highly doubt it what a shot oh wait no cinematography like uh uh like pre-recorded matches are gonna be i'll give you that uh Hopefully. there is no category for cinematic match of the year this year because <laughs> if there was one thankfully i have forgotten it and pushed it out of my oh, mind. oh i did not forget let's not talk about it i don't want to think about it but Ugh. all right so it happened Without further ado, uh, let's start off with an easy one. I know we were even considering glossing over this because some of these were, let's face it, not even uh, mention-worthy. But let's start off with a simple one, and I'm actually interested to hear what you guys have to think. First and foremost, event of the year. I'll let you guys take this. Um, Sadly, it wasn't WrestleMania. No, it was not. Uh, Like you Normally, that would be the case. to me, AEW Revolution was a really, really good show. Like, now was Revolution good. a good show, or was last year's Revolution a good show? No, this one was okay. actually. Just, it was uh, a great show. Yeah. Uh, it had some great matches on it. Um, now, which one was the one that had uh, Omega Pack Danielson? Was that Revolution or All Out? You mean Omega Pack Cassidy? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm pretty sure that was Revolution. Revolution, yeah, yeah, right. there we go. Yeah, I mean, you know, sorry, I mean, it was two bearded gingers. It, it like, I'm sorry, well, I mean, yeah, uh, Pat, yeah, uh, Cassidy was kind of made from Brian Danielson's mold. Yep, that, and you know, I, I'm Looks also, wise. I'm also thinking a little bit of like Brian Danielson, and like they, they, they've had some so amazing matches. We'll get to that. You like AEW Revolution? Revolution was fucking amazing. Okay, uh, chicken, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm going to AEW as well, but I'm going all out. Um, I, September 5th event, I believe is, uh, what it was, but yeah. like, okay. So it was Kenny Omega, Christian cage. I mean, that, that was a pretty good match. Uh, CM Punk going against Darby Allen. Great match. Fantastic match. Yeah. Um, let's see what else was on that card. Uh, uh, Chris Jericho, MJF, which, eh. uh, but the other one, Lucha bro, uh, Lucha bros, uh, versus young bucks was in that one in a steel cage. That was a pretty goddamn good match. I don't give a shit. Um, uh, Britt Baker against Statlander was it was okay. It wasn't that great. Um, uh, you had Miro on there, which nah. Um, but you also had Brian Danielson making uh making his uh uh was that his debut? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you also had Ruby Soho and Adam Cole make their debut that same night. Okay. Yeah, for in terms of debuts and returns to wrestling, like Punk, that was a pretty. I kind of got to give Chicken that. Yeah, all out pretty much does take it. That was like one of the most memorable of memorable events of the year, other than what John Cena showing up. 
like in in WWE. He, like, I mean, people didn't expect that because at uh, 36 WrestleMania, uh, Bray Wyatt erased John Cena, but here he came back. That was a big moment. That was one of the biggest moments WWE had. But you're right, uh, AEW All Out did have some banner moments. And I'm also going to go with AEW in this, but I'm going to go with full gear. Maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but I, just let me read off the card here real quick. Personally, one of my, if not my favorite match to open the show, MJF Darby Allen. Like this thing is still clear in my mind. I fucking loved this hey, match. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, who? MJF and Darby Allen. Tony, that is Maxwell Jacob Friedman <laughs> to you. Anywho, so then you also had, I think maybe in, if I had to pick their best match, the Lucha Brothers and FTR, you had Brian Danielson and Miro, you had Christian Cage and Jurassic Express in a goddamn shit show pile of shit versus the Super Click. I hated this match so much. Almost ruined the event, but it didn't. Then you had Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black in a tag match with uh, El Idolo and Pac. This was decent for what it was. Uh, Punk defeated Kingston. Not a great match. Probably Punk's worst match, but what a build. What it was. promos. It was. Great promos. Sure. I still love the build. The match, eh. The promo and the build, amazing. Uh, the inner circle then the had a really... The promo and the build was great, but the match paid off just like the exploding ring match then that we had, Kingston was in. Yeah, then we had Chris Jericho's diarrhea inner circle. <laughs> against Dan Lambert's squad, and, of course, the main event of Page versus Omega. So I'm going to go with full gear, although the case can be made for either. Honestly, I like AEW, their big shows just had big show feels compared to WWE, with even the crowd returning at WrestleMania did not have a big show feel on it. So, yeah, I, I when, can't when really When you only do four big events, they're going to be good, right? God, you would think. I mean, well, that's what they do. They they do their special dynamite shows, and they save the best of the best for the pay per views. And yep. it's quality over quantity in terms of their big shows, which I can really appreciate, considering the fact that just a couple of two three years ago, WWE was doing a pay per view every two weeks, and that really watered down the product. And they really haven't recovered on shows since. It, well, yeah. I mean, they knew this was going to happen when they did the Hello, week, Roger when they did the weekly pay per views. And yeah, that got Tantui 10 uh, man, Phil KOE, Orange Cassidy 2024. I mean, guys, you've seen the nation, the people I might vote for that. Phil KOE run for president, and so that's why you must vote for me in 2024. But yes, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna have to agree with the chicken. So, AW All Out is now named 2021 crack right. event of the year. So I'm going to make it official then. I, I don't care that I've been out outvoted because it was a good event. Yeah, it was. It, they were, it they was were both really good. So there and you have it. You're not so, wrong on full gear. I actually really like that Hangman Page uh, Mega match. Like, and it was what, two years in the making, three years in uh, Like, how long has that thing been going on? You finally, yeah. the crowd got what they really wanted. I don't like how they booked Hangman Page a lot of the time, but when they get it right, they get it right. Yeah. And the timing was finally there. It was. Yeah, that was a damn fine match. It was. It was. It, it was a damn fine event. So, it has now been decided for all time and sundry, all out event of the year. So, cheers. Cheers. Cheers indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
And uh, during that uh, particular discussion, I had somebody saying, hey, you're podcasting. Send me selfies. So this is actually podcast inception. I was actually yes. sending media while sending media to all of you people who are certainly, surely sending this and sharing this video with all of your friends. So, I mean, come on now, folks. You know it's the right thing to do. So moving right along. Where would we like to go from here? We started out with an easy one. All right. Let's... Um, do you want to do a match? Do you want to do a wrestler? Do you want to do something bad? What do let's, we want to do? Let's do one bad thing now. Let's go oh. with the wasted talent of the year because I'm not in the right mind frame yet for the wrestle shit. Yeah, okay. you're right. You're right. <laughs> wasted talent of the year. And I'm going to make this really easy for all of us. If On you... three, let's all say it. Okay. One, two, three. Damien Fiend. Nope. Damien Fiend. Fiend. No, fiend. Totally the fiend. Damien Priest. Damien Priest is still getting a push and he still has a job. Here's the thing. <laughs> Damien Priest has had more missed spots. Like, what the fuck? Did, did you like, know that Damien Priest is the United States champion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually. Did you, did you actually know that or do you just know that because I said that? Because it's so easy to forget. This is how poor his booking has been since he joined the main roster. The guy looks like a million bucks. The guy can go in the ring. He's got the look. He's got the and size. He's the US champion. And he's a U.S. champ. Here's the thing. it's It doesn't matter. He's been involved in some of the worst shit of the year. I really thought you were going to say The Fiend. I could have said The Fiend. I could have also said Alexa Bliss, and it would have been... That's what I thought he was going to say was Alexa Bliss. But God. in terms of somebody that they actually pulled from the NXT ranks before they turned it into a steaming pile of shit, Damian Priest has been completely underutilized, wasted, and eventually, I guarantee you're going to end up seeing him cut. Champ or doesn't champ or not, it doesn't matter. He's gonna get, be on the cutting block before too long, and it's a goddamn shame because he, I can just feel it now. Is gonna be well, God, let me tell you, pal. There's just nothing there. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it in the moment. It's not good shit, pal. And he will probably in 2022 be released. Game, you think Damian Priest is gonna get released in 2022? I I feel like he is. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't deny anybody could get released uh, at this point. I, like, I think Brock Lesnar's contract will expire before they release Damian Priest. Yeah, Damian well, Priest is their future. You star. thought the same thing about the guy that you guys both picked in the Fiend. So the Fiend, there you go. He is wasted talent here, man. Chicken. Uh, we we kind of outvoted you on this one, T. That's fine. No, I mean, this I'm is sorry, not a bad pick. I'm certain that the vast majority of the audience would agree with us. The problem, the only reason I didn't pick the fiend was because he had such a strong run, and you felt like even though it was going to be so strange the way that they were going since his booking coming into 2021, culminating in that Randy Orton WrestleMania match, and then that happened. <laughs> that, and then you never saw like they they burned him to a crisp. He disappears off of TV. He's resurrected to his true form. Opening match night two of WrestleMania, and you're like, this is going to be big. This is going to be awesome. This has been months and months in the process. This is going to be amazing. And then nothing happens, and then Alexa Bliss bleeds oil, and then he eats one RKO, one, flat two, back, pin one, two, three. And you saw him one time on TV after that in a Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse, and then he was released. I'll never forget when the lights go out and all that shit's gone, the front row. There's just like a bunch of people just doing like, yeah. What the hell was what was the point it of any of that? What was that? Now, what, yeah. what's funny is it just occurred to me right now that Kane at one point backstage said, "All right, 
folks. I had one of the best debuts in all pro wrestling. And then I got buried so hard and consistently more than anybody in pro wrestling. And upon hearing that, Bray Wyatt said, hold my beer. That's true. I'm going to do a better debut and get buried even worse. That's true. Uh, it, I would still argue Kane had a better debut. I mean, but the fiend, the fiend is up there. Because even at, in our 30s, you and I were sitting there going, wow. That this is special. We're seeing something special here. That was amazing. And then within two years, that happened. It was such. It's kind of the storybook ending for Bray Wyatt, though. I I'm so disappointed. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly how he'd put it. This has been a storybook ending for me here in WWE. Storybook. Exactly how he's been wasted his entire tenure in WWE. So it, it only makes sense that he got burnt to a crisp and beaten flat after giving his powers to a girl. I was about to say, like, that does kind of make him the king of the jobbers. Like, there's no one who, like, yes, I will job more thoroughly, more completely. (laughs) I will flat back, let you light me on fire, and my gimmick will be stolen by a girl. Chicken, what's your reasoning for picking The Fiend? Uh, Okay, I I did this whole year in the eyes, uh, like, through my 12-year-old son, and that was the one thing... That got him hooked early in the year. He wanted to see the fiend. He wanted more fiend. And they buried it and ruined every... Like, uh, okay, there you go. You just lost another 12-year-old fucking fan. Remember when we were at the Royal Rumble? I was just thinking that. I was sitting next to a little kid, maybe eight or nine years old. Couldn't have been a day older. And he was there to see two things. Drew McIntyre win the Royal Rumble. Yep. And he was there to physically lay eyes upon the fiend so he could tell his friends he had been there. He was wearing the fiend gloves and yeah, had the and fiend, the fiend shirt. Mask, yeah. And he was like, yep. right and so weirdly enough, this horror movie character became a favorite amongst children. Yeah, but it's it's understandable. Well, yeah, the Undertaker's gone now. Like, uh, there's there. Yeah, it's like those like dark like. The timing was right. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect, and they fucking shit the bed. All right, uh, you know what, you guys, I, you're right. You flipped me. I just, I didn't want to pick the fiend because it's, it's, it was almost too painful. Unanimous. To I know, I know. It, it, it is. It's unanimous. It, it, it was painful all for right. us all. It was painful just, for us all. I didn't want to think about it. I know you yeah. wanted to try and find. Is there some way to, <laughs> That's uh, two okay. in a row. In Tony's of, just like I didn't want to think about. In it. In terms of true potential, <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying with Damian Priest? Like they had such an opportunity to like build an I, immediate star. I do, but I'm not impressed. Uh, okay, yeah, he's had some bad booking, um, but he's oh, ha- he had some of the worst booking. We'll but, touch on that. But like, uh, not all of this is 100 percent on his booking. One like of those zombies with Scotty too hotty. By the way, did stop, you guys know that? Stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah stop. We'll get if he would have done a zombie worm, <laughs> it might have brought me back. <laughs> he's had some bad spots. It's not like he's been a perfect pro wrestler this year. I'm not saying perfect. He even had a bad botch where he fell off the side of the ring. Yeah, that was hilarious. But but. Damn it, like if we're talking about the reasoning for NXT in general, it's to build stars, it's to take the most capable talent Wait, that has the NXT, most potential, what's that? that has a look. Damian Priest hit on all those check marks and they've done nothing with him because they've done nothing with the US title. The US title is such an afterthought. Like the 24-7 title for a while got more coverage than the US title. It's the same as the inter it, it means nothing. It's the European title. It's a stop it, it. It's worse than that yeah. now. 
Yeah. It's worse. So you wait, wait, wait. You mean it's the WCW hardcore or TV title? It's in that realm, yeah. Okay. Yes, oh, shit. Holy shit. Damn, that's pretty low. Uh, so, folks, all right, you we, brought me around. This is unanimous. The fiend. I, I agree. Okay, it has so, to be. All right, moving on to the next category. I think let's go with uh, well, chicken. Since you were the longest running champ this year, I will let you pick the next category, sir. Let's go with uh, best. Uh, let's see. Did we have uh, best female match? Okay. okay. All right. Yes, absolutely. We're going to go with the women's match of, of the year. All right. Now, guys, guys, all right. Tell me what is your pick for women's match of the year and why is it Sasha versus Bianca at WrestleMania? <sighs> that was one of my runner ups, and it's not. Uh, You're same. allowed to be wrong. It's okay. That I'm was. You're right. That was my runner-up as well. Uh, I got I got Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Are you going with Lights Out? That yeah. was my runner-up. Oh man, because I watched that one on my phone. So and I was like, you know, the like, visuals you know, and that. Okay, so if if that happened after WrestleMania, would you still have picked uh, Banks Bianca? It's like yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, I think the the Baker Rosa match like got forgotten after, after it, yeah, like it, it got Saint so Patrick televised. Day. Yeah, it was so televised, and they they like they it fucking it made it. Coverage. It did, and, and then yeah, WrestleMania happened a couple weeks later. I went back and I watched, and I remember I was criticizing like the first five ten minutes of the match. Their timing was off. Like it was a great match. It I, really I was. But I remember that first five, 10 minutes, they just weren't clicking. They weren't jiving. And, and then I went and this was like the one that I actually went and watched both of these matches. I watched them in two speed, but honestly, I really thought I, I thought the Baker Rosa match was better. I really did. Now it appears at the moment that I'm outvoted. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. I, I, Tony didn't say what he was going yet. I, I had kind of a, three-way thing going with this because that normally in years past we run down a list of nominations for each category but we went a little long last year and things got a little let's call it convoluted okay. a little short like you could barely contain all my brilliance in those uh mere right. moments that were I, last i will show. tell you why i can't pick now don't get me wrong sasha versus bel-air at wrestlemania main event great one I really enjoyed this. I, I think that that really kind of made the first night. Like, if it wouldn't have been that, I don't think the night one would. It was have the been best nearly... match of both nights. I, I, I don't know about saying, the best, but you it's mean right. Bobby there. Lashley, Drew McIntyre wouldn't have carried no, the show no, that no, night. No, what? No. I actually watched somebody like I watched a top ten list of the best matches of the year, no. and somebody had that as number two. Just, <laughs> I just oh lost God. it. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, Drew wow. McIntyre. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just no. They had better matches I, later that year. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they did. I liked I I like Sasha Bianca at WrestleMania. I really did, but there was something about it that like I, we, it wasn't like Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble and going on to beat Brock Lesnar. This because that could have gone either way given the circumstances of the time because he did that in front of a crowd of nobody at at Ghost Town WrestleMania. So at that point, you were like, well, maybe they won't do it. Maybe they'll wait. So there's still a little bit of mysteriousness going around. Bianca Sasha, Sasha was built up 
to lose that match. Sasha's been booked to lose pay-per-view matches. She gets the belt on her to give it to somebody else. So there was never a question in my mind that Sasha wasn't going to retain or uh, lose the belt, excuse me. So I just, I didn't have that, that drama going in. It almost felt, it, it didn't have the same feel as the, the triple threat, the Ronda, Becky, Charlotte main event. It felt like they were trying well, to recreate that. it's the main that. event of night fucking one of a two yeah, night Yeah, I know, show. night two, night one. So but it's still. like, I'm sorry, you can't say, I, I remember when I was a kid, I totally fell for this when I was a kid, Mark, where uh, it was some, I'll never forget. It was like the undertaker for the hardcore title and triple H for the world. And the, the Jim Ross like, you need to buy this pay-per-view folks. Three main event yeah. matches. It was like, there's one main event. It's the last one of the, it's, it's the match at the end. Yes. But all right. I will say, um, Tony, what is Tony picking going to be? Ten, Bill KOE Sasha yeah. Banks 2024. You don't get a vote, 10 to 10, man. Oh. So that was in my, uh, that was my, probably my third favorite match. My second favorite match was Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Lights Out. It was, it was fantastic. It had the entire wrestling world talking, not just the women's fans. There wasn't a lot of wrestling going on here, though. It was a, it was a spot fest, but they did it so well. They told an amazing story. Oh, yeah. The visuals. Loved it. Yeah. Visually perfect. Loved it. Had it only happened in front of a crowd. Yeah. That's you know what true. match did happen in front of a crowd? Becky Lynch, Charlotte, a Survivor Series. And it was fucking fantastic. This was the hardest hitting match of the night. This was the two that had the best rapport of the night. And even though they're in like a blood feud backstage, supposedly, they could be working us. Who knows? Don't give a shit. This match even though it had a sudden ending that wasn't a big-time ending with not any implications or titles on the line, they told a better story than anybody else that entire night. Why? Because they were professional enough to see past any issues that they had. This had that Brett-Sean rivalry going on, but it didn't matter because two people who are good at what they do and have a good connection was it, went out there and did everything that they did. Well, was it better than anything the rest of the year, though? In that night, I, matches, yes, I, I think that match was. Uh, now, all right. Since we're at a very interesting point, where all three of it us is a triple, it have is a different triple. answers. What we're going to do at this point is each one of us is going to pick one of these three matches to axe to chop out of the list, and we'll be down to the final two. And whoever's match gets axed, that's the one that decides between the final two. So, Tony G, the matches are Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. The match is Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. The match is Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Which one of those three do you axe? The reason I'm going to axe this is because I have the ability to see what happened after. And looking at what happened after the match, I'm sorry, Bianca Belair's win meant nothing because they booked her into nothing. Nothing happened with her. Nothing happened with Sasha. It went nowhere. It was a feel-good moment for night one, but nothing came from it, and the booking since has been pedestrian at best for both women involved. All right, chicken. I'm going to ax the Charlotte match. We're going to have a... Wow, really? Huh? Because I was going to ask the Thunder Rose. Wow! No! We didn't think this through! You know what? Because... Look, give me a moment here. Give me a moment here, gentlemen. Okay. You have to pick one of those two, Phil. Well, I'm going to withdraw my pick. 
because both of you have raised some excellent arguments here. Both of you raised some great, but allow me to say one last thing in defense Indeed. of my pick. Remember, He's going for Charlotte, that son of a bitch. Harry. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. In 2018, do you remember when we said if there was a move of the year, Samoa Joe's power slam to AJ Styles oh, would have God. been the move of the year? Oh, yeah. If there was a women's match move of the year, Bianca Belair fucking pressing Sasha Banks on yeah, the floor, that was walking up the steps and into the fucking, uh, yeah. that would be the women's move of the year, like bar none. So I just wanted to give that defense That's there, fair. but also why I'm going to retract my pick because it meant nothing. As much as I'm an AW Mark, Becky and Charlotte had the first real women's wrestling match in several years. There you go. We were wondering, are they going to go into the business for themselves? These girls actually, do they actually hate each other? Are they going to beat the shit out of each other here? So The fact that we're even speculating about it. Yeah, so that that was a tough one for me, Chance. But I have to, by the hair of my chitty chin chin, give it to Charlotte Becky. I'm sorry, Chicken. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'll be honest. Like, I I need to go back and watch it then. Like, uh, and honestly, I might after this because I I invested some time into watching those other two. You watched it and you weren't like blown away by it because you were were hung up by some of the spots that they missed. But we, I have not been impressed by Charlotte at all this year. I was going to say the opposite. I haven't been impressed by Becky since her return until that match. That match brought me back on Becky because up until that point, like her performance at Crown Jewel was one of the worst things I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Other than that, Charlotte, I'm like, she's been doing fine. So I I don't know. Becky did not impress me at all this year. So spoiler. I was not impressed by your performance. She's not my pick for women's wrestling. Becky Lynch, Tony G is not impressed by your performance. I I was going all year knowing in my heart, I was going to pick the lights out Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker match. I knew that until Survivor Series. I'm like, now I actually have something else to pick. So this one I was torn on. Not going to lie. I, most of the year, I was going to pick the lights out match. All right. So, folks, this has been going on. Well. Unexpected twists and turns, I must say. So, should we? Uh, let, let's let's keep in the same wheelhouse. Uh, well, what do you Female wrestler of the year. Are, do we want to knock both the women's out back to back? It's either that or we could do worst wrestler. Let's do worst wrestler. Can we do a worse men's and a worse women's? I I got one for each. If if you have a if you if have you a nominee, ideas in mind. Let's hear. I'm I'm all, I'm all ears. What are we doing? Women's or men's? Let's just hear. Who do you have for both? Who do you got? Uh, men's Dominic Cruz and uh, women's uh, Nikki Ash. Not Dom. You mean Dominic Mysterio? Or yeah, yeah, Dominic Cruz. I was thinking, I was thinking MMA. Well, he is terrible because he's not a wrestler. Did Dominic Cruz like debut for AEW this weekend or something? Well, I'm used to talking like MMA most of the time. So all right, yeah, Dominic was awful. I hated everything that he did this year, and Nikki Ash was mad that she cost you the title. No, I'm not even mad about that. It was like, if you're going to do a hero character for fucking, uh, like, to bring kids into the god, like, it's not a bad gimmick. If you do it, now, it may not be her. It may have just been the booking because the booking was fucking it's awful. The booking. the booking was awful she for everything. everything. She had into it. But, God, it was, so, I wanted to be a heel now. I want her to go heel. 
keep the character and go heal at this fucking point if you want to salvage anything out of this. Her, like, side by side, Shane Helms as Hurricane Helms in their heyday. Like that, this thing would be gold. They'd love it. The, <laughs> love it. the booking, the booking and the culture around her. Yeah. yeah. Doomed from the get-go. People liked her as the fucking loose cannon insane chick but no biggest missed no, fucking biggest like you want to talk about wasted opportunities you give her money in the bank that was like the worst fucking thing that happened to the women's division all year yeah that that hurt <sighs> i don't know about all that um that yeah that that could have gone another way well no okay okay yeah one of the worst things that happened okay so if you had to pick between those two i'm probably gonna go mysterio Mm. It was awful. Wow. Now, do you want to reveal yours or should I go with mine? Uh, my worst wrestler of the year is, um, well, thankfully for everybody that's involved in the uh, profession of professional wrestling for your health and safety, she is no longer yeah. involved in professional wrestling. And that is the former Miss Nia Jax. Yeah, she was my number two on women's well, for sure. Like, <laughs> I was going to pick Nia Jax until I remembered something. That... Big Swole hasn't wrestled all year. No, Tony. no, no. Big Swole hasn't really wrestled. <laughs> she, I think, did retire, and she was last year's choice. Oh. So, no, it's not going to be a repeat. So much was lost. I know. It's it's not going to be a repeat. Um, no, actually, there is somebody who is worse than Nia Jax. And there's a reason that neither of you brought it up because it was such a flash in the pan it was here it was gone and thank are god are you about to say joey ryan no okay <laughs> well that's that he's just the worst thing ever so just, we're not gonna yeah. get into that the worst wrestler of 2021 i'm sorry it's not dominic it's not nikki ash and it's barely not nia Jax. it will and forever be as long as she ever steps into a ring eva marie Oh, congratulations. You came. She didn't wrestle this yes, year. Yes, really. she did. Not really. Oh, yes, she did. She might have gotten into a ring. They might have rang the bell. She, and she, she might have, like, she wrestled. a few of these things, but Alexa Bliss, not wrestle. Alexa Bliss, do drop Eva Marie during yes, one of the worst stretches of that wrestling. Happened. And guess what? Every run that Eva Marie has had, and she's had three major ones on the main roster of WWE, they've all been progressively fucking worse. And guess what? This culminated in the worst thing to happen. This had CGI Lily dolls up on the turn. Yeah, we did. I forgot about this. Exactly, because you blocked it from memory. Eva Marie is one of the worst things to ever step oh God. Foot into a wrestling ring. I don't care that she's pretty. I don't care that she's got a big rack and a nice tan. I don't give a fuck what color her hair is. She can't wrestle. She can't cut promos. She can't do really anything other than do Instagram posts. And she's not even and that's that what fucking they need. good. That's why they hired her. So, congratulations. You're worse uh, than Nia Jax, in my opinion, Eva Marie. Never fucking do this again. Harsh. Dude, that's hard. You hurt wrestling more than Nia Jax hurt wrestlers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, we're at a three-way impasse here. So, all right. I had Nia Jax. You had Eva, Eva Marie. Marie and Chicken, you... I'm like, going to withdraw mine. Which one are you withdrawing out of the two? Dominic. Dominic? Okay, so we're down to Nia Jax, Eva Marie. I was going to, if if it came down to the three, I was going to vote to chop Eva Marie because of however much you hate her. 
She's not that bad. Yes, she, she is. She didn't injure anybody in the ring almost. Purposely. How could she? Because she never actually physically Wrestled. does something to somebody. Uh, so, uh, so I'm withdrawing mine, throwing it to Nia Jax. Oh! Ridiculous. I Jax has actually had Tony. Tony, I'm glad you made that point because it hurts my hole. My hole. So I originally like all year. I was like Nijax, worst, worst, worst all year long. And then yeah, um, I think then really the ASH happened. I hated that so much. Now. ASH has only been around the last half of the year, so I can't begrudge for the entire year. But then you reminded me of of that beautiful monster uh, that we all had. And to she's deal not with. like most girls. Did you know that? She's not like most girls. Something, something given. Yeah, we don't have to hear that song anymore. Who has yeah, the please, worst entrance please. music? Nia Jax or China? Right to censor. Um, neither of them have entrance music anymore. Oh! <laughs> you know who else does it? Eva Marie, the real worst. That's neither here nor there. Everybody agrees with me. They're too cool, afraid though. to say it. I get. Tell us how you really feel. Cool, this is so, great. Nia Jax, you are no longer wrestling as of this year, and it was quite a year on the way out. You managed to stink up the joint something oh, fierce before you. That was bad. It literally was probably one of those like canes that they have on the stage where they just yank you up. I didn't even know she was stepping aside until today. Like I, I actually just started looking at like articles in WWE news and I was like, Nia Jax yeah, isn't coming back. Died. Yeah. Yeah. She got future endeavored. I'm afraid we got budget cuts. Uh, no, uh, I no longer uh, want to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. How did it take this long? She's cousins with the rock. Oh, oh. Now, you know, Naya, I know. Uh, don't worry, we already uh, we already cleared this with your cousin Rock. So yeah, you're you're fired. <laughs> well, I've been outvoted, but it's fine. I'm glad Neither that's are bad over. choices. I'm glad that's over. They're just both bad so, Now, what is the next category, Tony? I'm gonna let you pick. Uh, all right. So we've done event. We've done worst wrestler. We've done wasted talent, and we've done women's match of the year. Let's do. Tag. Let's, let's do tag team of the year. Tag team of the year. You go ahead and go first, Tony. Oh, God. Well, I already know how this is going to play out. I know who both of you are going to end up picking, so I'm just going to make my case, and I'll be out. Here's your opening argument. Um, who it should be is FTR, but they've been buried so badly that even their good matches haven't been memorable enough or good enough. <laughs> Uh, the Young Bucks are fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Even their good matches, they're just so unlikable and so unbelievable. It doesn't matter. Sounds like good So work. the <laughs> pick that I'm going to make because of one man member of the team is Ray Phoenix, and he's fantastic. I'm going to pick the Lucha Bros. Oh, the Lucha Bros are fucking good. It's a good pick. Ray Phoenix is good, yes. It's a very good pick. I, I have been reluctantly singing their praises for three years solid now and that's why my nominee for tag team of the year and it has to be there's nobody that's done more for tag team wrestling there's done nobody that's done more to make tag team wrestling a major attraction than the young bucks it's gotta be 
the fucking bucks. They, they also did more to bury other deserving talent, more talented teams than the Young Bucks. So yes, Bravo, you Young mean like Bucks. Putting over the team you just yourself, fucking nominated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just put them putting over. them over. Fucking huge, actually. They got the yeah bucks. the Young Bucks. Put yeah, people over like Michael Jordan lost to teams in the fucking night. Okay. Now you're talking about baseball because he was good at that. Yeah. Uh, but no. <laughs> um, honorable mentions here, of course, Usos should be in the in the conversation. But I think uh, in the top five. Uh, yeah, I agree. 100%. It was like they're always like, in the top five every year, though. Yeah. So long as they're a tag team, yeah. it's kind of like uh, well, we'll get we'll get to something I've been. Um, it, uh, you know, uh, other honorable mentions, of course. Uh, you know, we talked uh, young buds, young bucks, lucha bros. Um, I'm gonna go with drum roll. RK bro, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I just. I Weirdly told you enough, guys. I thought about saying that just to troll you guys too. I, earlier I told you I'd troll you, you know, here and RK there. Uh, I agree, Young Bucks. I was excited for every single one. Chicken, give me the give me the flex. We're the the Bucks tonight. Yep. So yes. I, I, I'm not going to hang on. I'll, I'll even update it. I, I, go, oh, go ahead. Tony, this is going to be painful. No, for the go first ahead. time, go I ahead. have to acknowledge go the ahead. Young Bucks. You, you give your reasons. I'll, I'll Acknowledge me. I'll talk about it after. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Talk about why you picked the Young Bucks. That's fine. Go ahead. I'll talk Super after. kick with a thumbtack shoe. That was pretty That cool. was a fucking great match. No. Yes, it was uh, all their match. I can't think of a bad match the Bucks have had this year. They've all been I can instantly. Well, that's just because you hate the Bucks so much. No, it's not the fact that I hate the Bucks. Like a vein in the side of your head bulge. All right, I'll talk about it. I gotta give. I'll talk about it. I gotta give credit. The young Bucks have heel worked you into a frenzy. They're not heel working because they don't know how to do heel work. They, I've been watching the Young Bucks longer than you have because I watched them in fucking TNA and they were good in TNA. They were good in TNA and then they got a giant goddamn ego for no good fucking reason. They think they're better than they are. Here's the problem. They're better than everyone else. You want me to name a bad match? Okay, the fucking travesty that was the Super Click versus the Lucha Express and Christian Cage was terrible. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. You dumb motherfucker. No, you shut up. You shut the fuck up and let me talk. You shut your mouth. Dave Meltzer, fuck you and everything you've ever stood for. Your principles are out the goddamn window. (laughs) Listen here, cocksucker. Every goddamn four or five star match you've ever fucking rated. Oh, Ricky. Steamboat and Ric Flair wasn't as good as the Young Bucks and fucking Adam Cole versus the Lucha Express with Marco Dick Stunt and Christian Cage. Are you fucking kidding me? That was a five-star well, match, but MJF and Darby Allen wasn't. Fuck you, Dave Adam Meltzer, Page you cocksucker. And, you know, Omega probably wasn't better than that. Can anyway, I, can, can I put these back on now? Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Okay. Jesus Christ. Rabble, 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 rabble. Oh, wait. Um, so... But and I'll tell you, say, well, oh, there's no way that Flair versus Steamboat was better than that. Well, it uh, was I to say, by uh, a fucking thousand miles. The Bucks versus Page and Omega is probably one of the. That was last year. We're not even talking about. Well, last no, I'm just talking. Well, fucking Steamboat Flair wasn't exactly this June. I'm meeting. talking about Dave Meltzer rating matches and his complete lack of reason or the world around him. Or why do you pay brain. attention to that guy's fucking ratings at all? Well, Dave that's Meltzer. why you turn to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast. Exactly. Real, 
ratings here, folks. So that's what I'm Johnny, saying. As much as it has to pain you, the no, Young the Bucks are now I'll come back the around. tag I'll come team back around. of the year of the revolutionary wrestling around. podcast. They're the only tag team that actually did something this like this was the worst year of tag team wrestling. it was a bad year in tag team wrestling. in recent memory bad. like the usos didn't have a, a landmark match in wwe it was it was I mean, awful it awful in uh wwe was. there wasn't nothing in wwe aew didn't have a great year in tag team wrestling other than the bucks booking themselves because to look like monsters dude you just no, praised no, ltr they didn't put anybody over except the lucha brothers who they beaten like 90 times so they finally gave them the belts that they'll eventually fucking win back give me a goddamn break they did everything under the sun to the lucha bros before they gifted them the fucking win they didn't put them over they let them have the belts for a little bit Come on. This, this is the Young sweet. Bucks know what they're doing. <sighs> they book the tag team and say AEW. This is how and they do things. Job. No, they book themselves well. Everybody it was else entertaining. Fun. It was fun to watch. It was Everybody way more fun stopped. to watch than Charlotte so, Flair. The fact that they stand out. There's a reason that Dusty Rhodes stood out as long as he did, too. So there you go. I'm all, I was on top, baby. Yeah. Now, Tony, I was Tony, on top. I'm just curious. can you tell the people at home, who are the who's the tag team of the year here at Revolution Wrestling Podcast? Uh, mine was Lucha Bros. But who's the actual one? I don't know. Some uh, young cucks. And the winners. You know, hey, we're off by one nope. letter. That's nope. as good as we're going to get, folks. We're going to have to take it. The Young nope. Bucks Let's do are it. the tag team wrestlers of the year. And since we are. Got to pose it, Phil. Got to pose it. Yep. So let's see. Who do we got here? <laughs> so what would we like to move on to next, gentlemen? Brendan uh, Roy, nice. <laughs> Act Team of the Year, the Ultimate Warrior. And stick. Boom. You know, uh, they were the at Blade one, Runners. They were at one time a tag team. Yeah. One, one of, way back in the day. Like, one, and one, one of, of the dead. One of them still active. Yeah, true. Well done, Brendan Roy. Thank you, Brendan Roy. Either he really like wrestling nerded out, or he just <laughs> accidentally like just hit like what else? Like he's like, all right, just these two wrestlers. God damn it! Of course he's fucking nerds. Oh yeah, they actually, you know those two actually were a tag team back in like 1989. They were the Blade Runners, and they were in world class, and they went to all these different places. It's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, he totally knew that. He totally. That was knew shit that. luck. <laughs> that was <laughs> shit luck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. We're, uh, we're a little bit of a wrestling nerds. Well, right. since we just did tag team of the year, let's do tag team match of the year. Oh golly, could we? I think we should. Let's like so, while it's already. Tell me why it's up, not uh, Young Bucks. Young Bucks Lucha Bros. Yeah, it's Young Bucks Lucha Bros. In their cage match. Tony, mm -hmm. tell us why we're wrong. If you could convince one of us. No, that's what I mean. Like there was no standout wrestling like, the only other thing i could come up with that stood out in terms of tag team wrestling that actually was promoted was booked even remotely well was like the the blood and guts match which i wasn't even a big fan of the match but out of all of the inner circle versus the pinnacle that was the best one but is it even a tag team match not really uh usos and mysterios had a good match ftr and the lucha brothers FTR tried to work around Lucha Libre Pentagon, but they had a pretty good match. But I didn't even, I wasn't even a fan of the cage match. I wasn't like a big fan. Like Phoenix was amazing. What? Uh, Nick, Nick Jackson did some really good stuff when it was Nick Jackson and fucking Phoenix one-on-one -on -one in the cage match. 
Did we watch the same fucking match? I was about to say, Tony, the, that match was the perfect tag match except for one moment. There was one moment <laughs> that kept it from being the <laughs> perfect tag match. Okay, what? After Ray Phoenix jumps off the top, should have just covered one of the fucking bucks, one, two, three. Oh, are, you, are you criticizing up, something that finish, didn't make one, sense? Two, three. In that match, because let me tell you something. And that was it. Almost nothing in the first 45 it seconds. Was a cage match. Didn't matter who's legal. In the first 45 seconds of this match, cage it was. Match. I don't care about the tags in this match, which there you go. The tag team match of the year cage was match. in a cage match, and they didn't have to tag. Here's the thing it didn't matter because they still found a way to make it completely unbelievable from the get go. They were both standing on ropes, doing rope walks simultaneously against their opponent and the other one stops to go hey stop hurting my partner they just look at each other and Tony, nod Tony, and go Tony. okay let's do these simultaneous hurricane ranas to each other's opponent this is going to be amazing you're saying they found a way to make something believable unbelievable no we're not talking about wwe no. here we're talking about we're AEW, talking about okay? Cirque du Soleil in a cage and it was awesome it was awesome it was a spot fest but it was the only thing that even remotely stood out in the tag team. Dude, give me spot fest right now. So, Fucking wrestling is not good in 2021. Good. What was the match that was better? There wasn't a good tag team match other than like FTR and the Usos having actual tag team matches. So sure, your cage match can win. So he, he so no, but he what, what the actual match seat. is better? Because I think an FD, actual match. FTR, FTR was a, under contract with W. Were, were FTR they under, and the Lucha Bros. Was a good match, an we, actual match. I was about to say, I don't think FDR was under contract WWE at all this year, and if they no. were, just like a little bit. So no, not this year, no. So yes, boy, Tony, twice in a row. No, I mean, while we're at it, chicken. Uh, you know, we do <laughs> should, need. Should to we look... just should we just high five over here, Phil? Yeah, yeah. We, we were That's fine. You guys, you guys simp for the deaths of you know tag team. The death of shitty tag team wrestling and the birth. Rebirth, oh, Tony. Matt Jackson is terrible. Look I at the champ. Look at the champ. He's over there all awful. hurt. Matt Jackson's awful. No, I'm just, I'm just honest, and I, I appreciate. Tony says wrestling. all this stuff. If like the young, we ever get him in the same room with the young bucks. Oh my god, Nick and Matt Jackson. Oh my god, I love you so much. Please sign my autograph. Sign my arm. I even at 35, I think I could take both of those piles of shit at the same time. Oh snap. Well, now Tony. Hey, I can I can take souls in this. Tony, I have a bad hairline, but it's not as bad as Nick Jackson. But put that on your TikTok. I will. Now, Tony, that's that might be a little extreme, but let's be frank. At least two out of the three people on this show could probably at least beat CM Punk in an MMA fight, but that's a that's a bit of that's a bit of a different. uh, Okay, okay, I was being nice. All three of us could, but you know. Okay, now that we've announced the tag team of the year and the tag team match, can we be honest for a fucking second? I'm sorry, but do you do you really honestly think that like everything that the Young Bucks have done this year have been all five star? Hasn't plus? been perfect. No, there's been a couple that were four and a half stars. Guys are dumb. <laughs> sorry, T. God, I'm just asking be... for a moment of honesty. I like tag team. I'm, I'm even, I'm even allowing their shit. Bucks versus I'm Lucha, allowing Cage, I'm giving them their one and moment. And people paid to see it, and they I'm loved it. I'm giving them their moment during a year where tag team wrestling sucked, <laughs> and you guys still won't be honest about it. That's fine. You know, Circus Olay made a lot of money. Yep, so they should go do that. 
Last time I They'd was be in, better at last it. Last time I was in Vegas, they were all promoting the show Caw Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still going. Let us know in the comments. And actually, it turns out there is some crossover with the WWE Cruiserweight division and Cirque du Soleil. A lot of the former Cruiserweights end up going and getting jobs at Cirque du Soleil. And oh, some wow. Cirque du Soleil people come over to WWE. There's interesting crossover there I didn't know about. So, didn't know that. the tag team match of the year is undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Sure. Bucks versus Lucha. <laughs> In the cage because they buried everything else well, that could Tony, have the potential to it's got the team that them. you nominated for tag team of the year, and you nominated them for tag team of the year, undoubtedly partially oh, because of this match. It's all Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson. They were the actual stars. I'm sure if this match never would have happened, you totally would have just fucking nominated give them again. Me Ray Phoenix, you would have totally nominated give me them. Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson. This was the match why in the cage. That would be way better. We'll get there. We'll get there. Shh, don't give me any ideas yet. So, I, I am. I'm giving you an idea. Tag team. Cut Matt Jackson the fuck out. Ah, the Bucks. The Bucks are bucking right. the trend this let's, evening, folks. Let's move on and talk about Women's Wrestler of the Year. Okay. All right. Chicken, I'm going to let you go first. I'm actually torn. Really? Uh, I get... I'm torn. I'm, I'm going I'm to give it to Bianca. You have who? Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Really? Um, I think she. Okay, just like when I when I think of this category of of female wrestler of the year, it's like, uh, it's like who's gonna be known as not not just like, uh, who was the champ of the year, but like who broke some boundaries, who's gonna be remembered. She won the biggest match in WrestleMania. Now I get WrestleMania is not what it used to be, but someday when we, you know, get shit back to normal, WrestleMania might be a good event again. And it might be just one night of really good shit. Um, But she's always going to be known as the main event WrestleMania women's champion, Um, which, which was great. That's it's like, and this other thing she did, it's the only thing, like, I'm just trying to forget the Becky Lynch bullshit. It, erase the Becky Lynch. There's no doubt. But because the Becky Lynch thing's there, it's just like, uh, it just, like, it's it poisons the water. Becky Lynch came back and buried everything that WrestleMania win did. Yes. And that this isn't Becky Lynch's fault, because I don't think that's how Becky Lynch wanted to come back. Yeah. No, she didn't want to come back and bury an up and coming talent like that. I guarantee it. The biggest star they had on the women's division, they fucking buried her like that. Uh, Yeah, they built a new star and they had Becky come back and beat her flat. Was it four seconds or six seconds? I I hated that so much. Like, I love the return. Brett Baker's my second, though. I love the return. I hated the the title change and the way they did that. I I don't agree. Baker is your second. Dude, I hate I hated everything Charlotte did this year. I I thought they underutilized so many of of the women on on the roster. Like I really uh holy shit. Like there were so many fucking potential great matches you could have had and the best we got like I thought a uh Britt Baker was the best there and then and then yeah. I, I uh, Sasha Banks has uh, had a good year too, but like you, it, it was so predictable. Like everything Sasha does is so predictable. Yeah, like, the booking's so bad. It's just it's hard. Sasha's kind of fallen into a mold, and like I said earlier, they put the belt on her 
to lose the belt to somebody else on pay-per-views, which is unfortunate for her because she's yeah. she's pretty damn good. Oscar uh, has been basically a non-factor this year. Yeah, Bailey's done. Bailey's been injured. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of been that Ronda's obviously not fucking coming back. Becky was gone most of the year, and she hasn't had a lot of good matches other than the one I picked. That's the only good one she's really had. Uh, the rematch with Bianca was pretty good, but that's really about it. Uh, I know you don't like Charlotte this year, but she's consistent. Is she? She is, 100%. Even with Nia Jax's sandbagging shit ass. How about that, That like, like <laughs> the, even the camera guy couldn't make her kicks look good? Yeah. Some of the women are not in the right spot. And sometimes, that was so bad. Sometimes Charlotte sandbags matches herself when she's going to lose. I'll give you that, which is why I'm picking Britt Baker. The lights out match, the fandom that she's had, and the momentum and the support and the trajectory that she's had from start to finish, January to December, Britt Baker has 100% been the most consistent, most appealing woman's wrestler all year long. She's my number two. I'm it's having to clear my ears here. Britt Baker. Yeah. You mean an AEW original that wasn't somebody that came from WWE in the last 18 months? Correct. This is the first time ever in the history of this podcast Tony has ever nominated an AEW original for anything. Well, she's one of the... un unofficial four pillars of AEW. So, I mean, let's oh, be honest. God. But no, I, I, I've, I've wanted them to put the belt on her since she started getting momentum, since they turned her heel. I'm like, this makes sense. Pull the trigger. They finally did. And most everything she's done has been very, very good, even when they stick her with somebody who's not very good. Have the matches all been instant Big classics? Soul. No. They've been but solid. she's consistent. She cuts a great po- promo and she puts on a damn fine match storytelling wise. So I've loved everything she's done. Okay. Now folks, I'm going to give my pick and then uh, I'm going to give a response immediately right after. Okay. Because we always have said since we started doing this in 2018, every year there's one woman that is always in contention for women's wrestler of the year. She's always there. She's always right there. She's the final boss of women's wrestling. And that's why my nominee for women's wrestler of the year is (laughs) woo, Charlotte Flair. And again, and she was my second. So folks, now we've got, who are we chopping? And I'm going to go first. And the one that I want to chop, and this is a punishment for last year, but sorry, the tooth and nail match has to cost you eventually. I'm voting to chop Britt Baker. I'm voting to chop Charlotte. I would vote to chop Bianca. Son of a biscuit. So we've got a three-way tie here, folks. So uh, come on, the tooth and oh goddamn. Big Swole retired. Okay, get the fuck over it. Everything she's done. <laughs> it was since this has year, so the stink of it is still in this year. For the sake of uh just like I I'll switch to Britt Baker. I- ah! So she uh, was a close for second sure for me anyway. Was- it was like a coin toss. I will go Britt Baker. 
I think she has outperformed, outclassed, outmiked, done everything better than Charlotte this Charlotte year. I think Charlotte so has phoned it in all job. year. It is not the same Charlotte that you've seen in 2018, 2019, 2020. It Richard, is a phoned-in shitty version of Charlotte Flair. I was not entertained by her hardly at all this year. She had one or two good matches. Otherwise, it's just been phoning it in. Andrade, her her boy toy, left the company, and so that caused some weird tension. Now that's over. So I think I think next year, Phil, I think next year Charlotte might be the woman I think to you beat. just hit on why that was part. Of, I think the Andre Andrade El, El Idolo thing, him leaving the company her getting very complacent and even teasing leaving is why she wasn't nearly as on point as she has been in years prior. So I can see, but now that they have uh, officially or unofficially split up, I think there's a real possibility. Like you said, you could see a resurgence with Charlotte next year. Hell, even if she leaves the company, can you imagine a Charlotte in AEW? Oh, I think she would like, I think, okay, we'll get into it. But like Brian Danielson, like the second he walks into AEW, you're just like, fucking yes. Yes. This is what we, yes, yes. And Rick is going to be coming down with her like, woo. This is my daughter. Like there's no sexual assault charges here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've loved everything she did. And like I said, I was hard pressed not to pick the, the lights out match as my women's match of the year. So it's only fitting that comes around. She is my pick for women's wrestler of the year, even though Charlotte and Becky did eke her out in the match. So without further ado, we are moving right along. We have got one, two, three categories left. We've got men's match of the year. We're doing good. It's only an hour in. I know we're doing great. Men's match of the year, men's wrestler of the year, and wrestle shit of the year. So I think the shit. Or do you want to end on that? No, I don't want to end. No, on we can't shit. end on shit. I don't want to end on shit. So let's start. Let's go to wrestle shit then, folks. All right. So for those not in the know, wrestle shit of the year is the worst thing to happen in professional wrestling of the year. Not just the wrestler, not just the match, not just the storyline, but as a whole. And wrestle shit itself is a term coined by the great R.D. Reynolds of wrestle crap fame. Folks, this is an honor to receive. This is one of the great, like this is something that WCW was so good at achieving in their dying days that it took tna a long time to finally grab that brass ring but once they grabbed it they didn't let go for a lot of fucking years folks something that wwe has been so good at doing and something that aew is trying desperately to achieve is win the rwp revolutionary wrestling podcast wrestle shit of the year and we have had some absolute doozies so without further ado folks who are you picking? Would either of you like to go first? I, I, I got one. Like, oh, hey, hang on, hang on, guys. I'm, I'm getting a call here. Okay. What, what, oh shit! It's uh, it's from John Laurinaitis. It's John Laurinaitis. I'm getting a call from John Laurinaitis. What, what could that? What? What's he want? Wait, what? What? What is? Wait, what? What's he want? I've been cut from the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast due to budget cuts. But 
we're not even employed by WWE. I know, and and, and I'm I'm like one of the main main guys on this show. Is he sure? Is this is this a rib? No, Phil. I'm afraid not. Good luck in your future endeavors. Afraid to do the budget cuts. We're not even part of your budget. We don't even have a budget. But so my choice for wrestle shit of the year is budget cuts and calls from John Laurinaitis. Wow. That's specific. I'm sorry that you've been cut. I'm we'll, I know, we'll do I, I, you know, uh, have a great great Hey. Show. Phil Phil Damn. Phil is he really he's, he's gone. gone. He got cut before I did. He did. I, oh, this well, is WWE for sure. It's WWE. You're an up and comer. Uh, Vince <laughs> must see something in you. So, uh, who, who do you got? <laughs> so, I am obviously um, the most disappointed in WrestleMania zombie uh, uh, or WrestleMania backlash. Uh, I think it was where uh, we had the zombies and the Damian Priest uh, was a Miz match uh why it was like one of the it, it was this weird promotion for some shitty fucking movie that was awful by the way i actually went and watched the movie it was a shit fucking zombie movie um yeah lumberjack zombies came into the ring and ate ate the miz it was the miz right you want me to take it from here? Am I am I remembering this right? Like I'm actually going off a of memory. Hey, it feels back. Yep. So you know, well, it, just like Drake Maverick, uh, I got re-signed very quickly. He, he was, was he was making his way up the ramp. He yeah. was going to leave, but Triple H came down and said, "Hey, we're good." Sign, yep. Sign, cry, 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 Pat. Yeah. Yes. So, um, uh, no. Oh, and by the way, I know that it was Batista's better. movie. It was I mentioned Batista's this earlier. Movie. Dawn one of, of the dead. One of the, the zombies dead. was actually Scotty Too Hotty in makeup. I know that makes it better for you. So well, in wasn't there a honky tonk man? Yeah, no, there was Elvis. There was a honky tonk man. It was a only in WWE would you see an Elvis impersonator, and we think, is that the honky tonk man? Only with <laughs> WWE fans. Like there's every other human being goes, Well, that's Elvis, clearly. Um, yeah, to me, like I Tony, I know, had like a meltdown after that whole thing. He went on a huge rant. Um, and and honestly, uh, no no reason not to. That's stuck with me all year. And like, okay, I, I get it. It's pro wrestling. I know it's sports entertainment. Um, but it kind of fucking ruined the entire goddamn year when WrestleMania, well granted it was the post wrestlemania backlash show but seriously you're gonna attach the name wrestlemania to the fucking zombie invasion where they eat the miz like i i don't uh, there was a lot of stupid unbelievable shit uh that happened this year and this was just the beginning of it this was just the start of it and it didn't get much better if ever get much or get better at all like uh yeah so go ahead tony i know you got plenty on this one yeah uh so here's the funny thing like as you were talking i had a chrome tab pulled up check your mic ah correct you are because again i had a chrome tab pulled up 
describing this match, visuals of this match, ready to show. And as soon as I went to it to give the audience a visual representation of what mm. you're talking about, my browser froze. Because it was that bad. I had to close the browser. We could still hear you. And we were completely frozen. That's how bad this thing was. So let me, uh, I'll pull up some visuals. If you would. Um, I'd be, I'd be happy to. If you want me to, uh, if you want me to give you my runner up, it would probably be, yes, Phil K. We honky talk man 2024, of course. And zombie Scotty too hotty. Yes, of course. Um, (laughs) My runner up would probably be the AEW exploding ring match. That was, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, this was so bad. So fucking Oh, we're bad. talking just pure wrestling. That'd probably be it, but... It just, oh, so disappointing. Such a fucking disaster. Just don't do it if you can't do it or don't know how to do it. That being said, yeah, you were talking about Dave Batista's movie promo, WrestleMania Backlash, Miz versus Priest. I cut a fire fucking promo, and I went back and I listened to this, and man, I haven't been this passionate about anything that's happened this year as I was for the disaster that was. Oh my God, this article sucks. And this is why I picked Damian Priest earlier, because he had to be involved in this thing. Who else is involved with this thing? One of the best heels. The man who came to play. One of the best heels that WWE has in The Miz. And Scotty And one of the greatest talents that they had up until recently. (laughs) There's Honky Morrison. They had three fantastic talents involved in this thing. What happened? This was so bad. Everything about this was not just insulting. That's a cringe picture. Not just offensive to actual wrestling fans. Not just stupid. Not just nonsensical. But we were led to believe that now movie zombies are a part of the WWE universe. And we have to believe that being eaten by zombies is just something that can happen on a professional wrestling show now. John Morrison and The Miz both got eaten alive and died during this show. This this pissed me off to a point that I've never been pissed off in my life watching professional wrestling. Honestly, like this, this was the turning point. Sorry, coming back as a zombie was yeah. part of the, my contractual obligation exactly. to get back on the show. John Laurinaitis, I get it. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'll be completely frank. Oh yeah, there were zombies backstage too. Wasn't yeah, there? this was how it went. This went all pay per view. Yeah. This was the whole pay per view. They they had these things in the locker room. The fucking zombies had their own locker room. This is a great great little meme so set up here. Bad. This was the <laughs> moment for me. This is a great. Thing. This is a great meme setup right here. Yeah, Jericho staring at the zombies. The fucking the the quote unquote (laughs) demo god and the worst thing to happen in a professional wrestling ring. Yeah, folks, just understand this. If you want to watch my full promo on this, it's on RWP on YouTube. It's worth a watch. Go back watch this because it still pisses me off to this day, and it still stands. Listen, this was the moment this year after WrestleMania at WrestleMania Backlash when we saw this match. This was the moment. I almost gave up. This was the moment I almost stopped being a wrestling fan. This was the moment I stopped pouring time into the product as a whole. Not just in WWE, not not just in Raw or SmackDown or NXT or WWE. Wrestling as a whole. Have you watched a Raw since? Not a full one. No. I've only watched segments of SmackDown. I completely gave up on NXT. 
I've watched multiple dynamites, but not many full ones. Like this, Damn. this cut me to the core. It's like WWE cheated on him. The, no, it was just wrestling gave up on me this day. I, I was like, this hurt me. Like this, like we said this that night. This is it's never and it's felt uncool a lot of times to be a wrestling fan. Very uncool. I've never felt embarrassed to be a wrestling fan as much as I felt in that moment. I know a lot of people like brushed it off. Like this wasn't even the worst thing to happen this year or in the last 10 years. But maybe it's not. But for me personally, this was the moment that I just went and if they're not trying anymore and if it's moved past the point of even trying to care about making me believe anything, what am I doing putting my time and effort into it? Why do I even give a shit? And a lot of me hasn't since that moment. Now, don't get me wrong, like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and even uh, Roman Reigns, uh, FTR. I was about to say, that's a lot of AEW. Some of the classic, some, some of the most, and John Cena to a lesser extent. Not anymore. Well, what he did do. Some of them have done their part in bringing me back and giving me the best that they can do. Uh, Britt Baker, even. It's just been really hard to allow myself to trust again, allow myself to fall back in love with it, allow myself to believe in the product and even give a full shit about it. Because this this has been the easiest, most offensive, worst thing that's happened in wrestling since we've done this show. Don't watch this match if you've never seen it. Watch our review of it, sure. But this this was this was bad. This was for me like a part of wrestling really died this day. And I remember that night, like, and even later that night, Roman Reigns and Edge had one hell of a they match. They did. I but I didn't it, care. Like, it, well, I they, didn't. Care. Their match had been buried by this. Like, and to me, it was. Now I understand your sentiment because the sentiment of a lot of fans. Well, fuck. Why should we take this thing more seriously than the fucking writers and the people putting the product yeah. forward are? So uh, that was a moment that, like, whoever was responsible for that, I'm certainly, like, I'd be shocked if they weren't included in the last round of, last couple rounds of cuts. Yeah. Uh, then we find out, this is Bruce Pritchard. Oh, don't worry, it's going to be great, Vince. Remember how great the Gobbledygooker was? <laughs> Everybody loves that. Um, so, yeah, this is, and you know, but Tony, come on. We all remember how everybody just loved when RoboCop was integrated into a WCW angle. <sighs> that didn't ruin the immersion. That didn't almost bankrupt the company. That didn't cause them to have to sell to Turner. No, it took a lot uh, of years after. So, uh, yeah, that was that was very unfortunate. But, yeah, so, Tony, the zombie match, zombies. Now, I'm curious... Strangely enough, though, everybody involved in that zombie match was able to avoid the budget cuts cut, other than Scotty Too No, they just... weren't. John Morrison's been cut. God, that's right. John Morrison's gone, and this was God, one of the most marquee fucking... things that he did this year, was the fucking zombie thing. He... Oh, God damn it. I, what a waste. Why bring back John fucking Morrison to do this, to have this be part of his life. He did nothing. The best thing that John Morrison did since he came back to WWE was that fucking ladder match during the ghost town WrestleMania when he didn't even have a partner in his tag team match, because it was really the only singles match that he had that I'll stood never, out. I'll never forget that because it like that match. I know it was WWE, but that match felt more like backyard wrestling than anything I've ever seen in WWE Which because probably no why fans. they liked it. And also it's for the tag match tag titles. But it's a single. Like, that sounds like something you and I would have come up with. Yeah. 
and everybody involved was good, but John Morrison was completely and utterly wasted. Like John Morrison was so good at the, in the latter days of his impact run, especially even against Austin Aries when Austin Aries tried to bury the guy. John Morrison's so good, and he's good wherever he goes, and he puts everything he has from his body, and he's such a physique and such a presence, and he looks so good. But damn it, what a waste! And this is what you do with him. And even the Miz is a heel. He's so damn good. And Priest is so the potential. That's why this hurt me. This is that's probably why this hurt me so much. Uh, we've got a question after he says, "Smash that like button, folks." Bonus question: Fifty stars. Who does the best promo out, out of us? Or well, like I was wrestling? gonna say out of wrestling in general, it is. The man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that makes the other podcast cower, your king of extreme, Phil KOE. Bar none, the greatest promo in wrestling, the greatest promo in the internet, the greatest promo in the history of spoken language. Right here, Phil KOE, one of the greatest, in fact, the greatest, folks. I mean, there was Alexander the Great and his Opus Mutiny. There was Abraham Lincoln's giving his four score and seven years ago speech. There is, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. And all that being said, the, the truly the greats. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad I could give the most proper and complete. Now, the best promo non-Phil KOE division that's alive right now is Paul Heyman. Of all time is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Did you just say Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman. Best I, promo. Who's better? I feel like you stumbled on your words. Oh. I, I'm right here. Phil. You're sitting next to the 11-time RWP champion. Phil. My God. Nobody, division. nobody. Nobody in the history of the business gives a somber enough approach to honesty, to linguistics, to the business psychology as a whole, as one Tony fucking G, your 11-time champion, folks. Nobody understands how good things can be when they're good, and nobody has a deep-seated hatred for when things are as bad as they've been in 2021 I, as Tony fucking G. I was going to say MJF, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's all right. MGF. He's okay. He reminds me a lot of a younger version of myself. Kids got potential. <laughs> True that. <laughs> uh, yeah, MJF's uh, 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 latest promos. Uh, I don't know if you guys meant to mute yourselves. Oh god. Uh, yeah, complete sidebar. That's fine. CM Punk, MJF, what they've been doing. These have been amazing. Month and a half. I told. Look them you up guys. on YouTube. There's great ones out there. I told They're you. If fucking you missed this. Shit. You're, you're missing out on some of the best stuff MJF that's happened this year. also gave me one of the greatest memories of all time this year because me and Tony had a... I forget what it was. It was something awful that involved The Fiend or one of your favorite wrestlers in WWE. Something really bad had happened and Tony was really pissed off and he was just like, what? The no. Fuck? Why am I even investing in this product anymore? And then I show him a promo of MJF going, Jericho! This weekend, we're going to fight each other in a match. A match that needs to happen. 
Stadium Stampede! And then I showed Tony the clip <laughs> and just the look on his face is just like, oh. God damn it. Yeah, I'm so glad we got another one of those debacles. And we'll get another one next year if we're lucky. Hey! It'll be awesome and we'll be able to have a full stadium. <laughs> Maybe we should try to go. Yeah, let's not. You guys have would, fun. I don't know if I want to see that. Let's shit, not and say we did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, like, you guys just totally like, oh, yeah, Phil, we're totally going to be there. You just show up to, I don't know, where, where the fuck are they doing this thing? Fucking Oklahoma. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I show up there all alone. Like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. You're coming. <laughs> Fucking assholes. All so, right, all right. So, what do we got left? Wait, 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 We didn't. Dis- so, you both decided on zombie lumberjacks. If you're gonna disagree with zombie lumberjacks, I think a fucking budget cut John Laurinaitis call. Is you've been chicken. outvoted. Uh, what, Zomb- what zombie say? lumberjacks. Ah, so. it's not even fucking close. I'm sorry. Was, Some of the was, goddamn Laurinaitis. Cuts, I don't think that that was just the worst moment of the year. That's probably the worst moment in twenty or. That might be the worst moment ever. Now, who's who's the most happy about this? John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, because it took all the heat off of them for their fucking cold, wet fart of a fucking exploding ring match. So, all right, now let's get into the real. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even hear about the exploding ring match because of the lumberjack zombies. Uh, So now, folks, we're moving on to the main event and co-main event. The men's match of the year and the men's wrestler, the male wrestler of the year. So, Tony, which one do you want to start off? Uh, hey, I'm all ears. Whatever you guys want to do first. I'm open as a book. Chicken, pick. Uh, I'll say let's start with men's match. You guys start with yours. Okay. Men's match of the year, folks. We are up to the main event tier. Men's match of the year. This this has been tough. This is what you've been waiting for, folks. This is tough. Not gonna lie. I've got okay. I've got this was hard. I've got three in mind. One is my personal favorite, but it's probably not gonna be my pick. The other two I could make an argument for. Is there if I go first? By all means. I am torn between two matches. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Where Paige captures the title. Kenny Omega versus Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Those are my two favorite matches of this year. Tony, you were sitting next to me during the Pack Orange Cassidy Omega match. Did I did you see me react more happy to like oh 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 any more than during that match this year? Can you name another no, match? And I honestly I got it, I got invested in this. That one. didn't involve Cody. I got invested in it because I'm like, okay. Uh, Cassidy actually offers a little bit extra flair. Like it's stupid, but in a three way, it almost makes it understandable. So I, I did enjoy that match a lot more than I ever believed I would. Pack's amazing, and Omega was mostly on point in this one. So no, this was a good one, and you didn't even know you wanted to see Orange Cassidy win the belt as much as you did until that. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, just do it, just put the belt on. And I, it would have given me the title that night. And I didn't care. It was I was enjoying it that much. So my nominee, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like while Hangman Page Omega was technically a better match, and it's just how the moves were executed, the psychology and just me being on the edge of my seat, I gotta give it to Orange Cassidy Pack Page or Orange Cassidy 
pack Omega. Chicken, I'm curious, good sir. Yes. Who do you have for this particular story? <sighs> Phil, God damn it. Uh, those are two of my top three. Um, nice. What was the third then? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just going for my gut here. I think you you said it best. One of them was actually a better technical match, Omega Page. Oh, Tony, who do you got? We uh, we've got a divide here. Omega Page was technically <clears throat> technically sound. The story was good. There was a lot of build up. That's still my favorite. That was my number one pick. Um, the Cassidy one was my number two pick. Uh, as just like, uh, my number three uh, was uh, Brian Danielson uh, Omega. That was fucking. That, that was, was a good fucking match. If it didn't end in a draw. <clears throat> before like, I uh, before I start divulging, I've been working on this all week. Oh boy. So what I've got here. Are any of them from WWE? Yes. Believe it or not, one is. What I've got here is a list. I think WWE is a little overrepresented on your list. (laughs) (laughs) Be fair. That's what I've got here is a list of the same 10 categories that we have talked about tonight. And I have written down those same 10 categories, and I have also written down who I believe will be our picks one calendar year from tonight for the 2022 awards. I am taking, we're going to play this back in a year. I am taking, no, no, no. I'm taking that list. I am putting it in an envelope. I am sealing said envelope. It's now sealed. A time capsule, bitches. She's pouring some bourbon on it or Irish whiskey. Just a bit to seal. Yep, That's not how that works. Nope. Just a he little just wants bit. to stain it. Now, Phil, sign that. Just sign over top of the crease so I know that it has not been tampered. K O E. Okay. There you see it, folks. Draw, draw not, a big penis on there. This dude. will not be opened for a year. Those are my picks for next year. We will see how close they actually come into fruition. I will give this to you, good sir. So, all right, that happened. So Tony's giving his Phil's, pick. For Phil's going to lose that. Well, I, I'm I'm positive only maybe half. Did of you those... make a photocopy? Right. <laughs> Just in case. I'll, I'll save them. I'll <laughs> save them. Wait, lose what? Yeah, what yeah. Are you about? <laughs> oh, damn it. I'll save them. No. Uh, I'm sure only like half of those will come to fruition, but I feel pretty good about my picks. So coming back to the men's match of the year, uh, I'll just get it out of the way. I said this earlier in the show, probably my favorite match overall this year was MJF Darby Allen. I, I was, I was flabbergasted when this started full gear. Cause I'm like, why would you put this good of a match at the open, but my God, what an opening it was. It set the pace for the rest of the show. But the problem was nothing else, even in my, even the Omega hangman match met this intensity and fluidness that this one had. 
I love this match so much. Like it just, I know I can't pick it because there's no way. There's a little bit of recency bias that might no, be having to do with no. That? This one because, like for me, last year I remember Danielson and uh, it was Daniel Bryan and fucking. I think it'd just be better to just call him Brian for the next like three or four months because yeah, it's really hard. One of the best three ways in WWE, and then he's in one of the best three ways in AEW. So this motherfucker is just no a master of sneaking his way I, into three I, ways. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm, he is it's not recency. It's not recency. It's MJF and Darby Allen was just so good. Like this was like the first meeting, and you felt like this was an important meeting. Like this is going to be something that happens several more times and this was a pillar not just the quote-unquote the four pillars of eight this was like a staple match for these two guys because you know they're going to do it again with higher implication i think that's why i can't pick it as my match of the year because there was no title on the line it was the opener of the show so it's like it was so damn good but more there's so more to oh god it was so good i loved it like personally my favorite match of the year another one I loved so much and mostly because of the drama that went with it. And I think it's because the three of us watched it together. And it was because I went out of left field and I picked John fucking Cena knowing full well, it wasn't going to happen, but Roman Reigns and John Cena at SummerSlam. That was a damn fine match. Big match. John was on full display here and Roman Reigns has been consistent as fuck for a year and a half. So I'm sorry. That was a great damn match. I put it Boy, in the top ten, that, not top that five. Your nominee? It was gonna be until until this last week. Oh, when I watched the match of the year, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page in a sixty-minute time limit draw for the AEW World Championship. There's been nothing that was as dramatic and as well executed from top to bottom with as good of a crowd that even came close to this. Not even Michael Cole screaming, big match, John, was anywhere close to this. This was perfect. The timing was perfect. Brian Danielson's been on point. His heel work has been delectable. Page has done nothing to overwhelm me or impress me as champion until this point. This was perfection. This was the best AEW world title match in AEW history. Bar none, verbatim, disagree and be wrong at your own peril. This was perfect. And yes, you could argue that recency plays into my choice here, but watch it. And tell me I'm wrong. So we all three have different picks, but all three of our picks either feature Hangman Page or Kenny Omega. Well, Hangman Adam Page. So, Chicken, I'm going to give you the first shot here as to what gets chopped. Cassidy. You bitch. Yep. I'm sorry. You fucking bitches. You fucking 
fucking whores. <laughs> you fucking bitches and whores. Both hold of you. on. Hold you're on. A bitch. Hold on. You're hold a bitch. On. You're a whore. No, you're a me. whore. You're, you're no, a, I'm the champ. You're let me, the I'm the champ. You're the let champion me, of being a whore. That's let me true. make the case. Uh, it, to do an hour long match, first off, is a great feat. And this is something uh, Daniel Bryanson's or brian danielson either or god brian. damn it i'm missing the brian's been wanting brian. to do for a long goddamn yeah. time this this is an epic match so it, it, that's why i loved it so much because the pacing out of the gate was the, the, the backstory to it's non-existent that's my only problem with well, it why i still like the omega uh they, they did build it quickly but danielson did go through like five members of the shitty ass dark order in their hometowns Isn't every it fascinating week that as up. soon as brian shows up in aew all of a sudden he has great fucking matches Oh, he had great matches in W. Actually, that was ah, one of the other contenders. Nothing compared. Oh, no, no, nothing compared to what he's done in AEW. Daniel when he Bryan, was in WWE, watch it was with Brock Lesnar. That okay, was good. not just that. that was this year alone, this year alone, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns twice, once on SmackDown, which was better. That was pretty had good contenders for match of the year. Daniel Bryan has had consistent. Oh, yeah. I put it in the top 10. Matches. Why isn't he uh, the the wrestler of the year? Though? We're getting there. I was about to say, we haven't even fucking we gotten there yet. We haven't picked yet. So, I, I, so this, I, the pacing was so fast, but then they, they slowed it down. Then they picked it up. Then they slowed it down. Then they picked it up. It was all over the place. And even though you knew at about the 50-minute mark, this is going to be a Broadway, but will they do a title? You still didn't know. So, it, so Phil... Phil, you you get to decide. Omega to decide. Page or Brian Danielson versus Page. I I stick with Omega Page because the backstory, uh, the fandom that came along with it, and then the actual okay. result, like you got the fan reaction from it. Versus, uh, it, I, well, well, hear, hear me out here, guys. Hear me out here, because on the one hand, we have what was a really good match. It was a great match, Brian Danielson Adam Page. On the other hand. We've got a match that crowned and began a new era in Adam Page taking the belt off of Kenny Omega. And let's be frank, we were all on the edge, like, what's going to fucking happen here? That one was the one, like, are they just going to keep the belt on Omega forever? Or is this going to be the one where Brian or where Page finally takes the belt? We make it, Tony. Let me say this first. Let me say this first. I am open. Leading up to Page Omega, about a quarter of it, you could argue, was really good storytelling. Three quarters of it was Hangman Page either being a fumble buck drunk, falling over his own dick. Well, that's what we love about him. Or hanging out with the dark, no, hanging out with the dark, no, that's dark no, no, doing that's, nothing. No, that's their new stable name, just the dark, no. Hangman Page either the being dark, a drunk that no. sucked. Or hanging out with the dark jobbers. Him being a drunk gave us the best moment in the original Stadium Stampede. Okay, hang up. No, no, no. The no, bar no. fight was amazing. The fact that he likes to shoot whiskey. That was it. Didn't have anything to do with him being a fumble bump drunk. Uh, listen. Ran him across the Listen. Bar. The build for Page Hangman, there was a lot of bad that I really did not like. Maybe that's why it didn't hit as hard home with me. But you're right. That was the dawning of a new champion in hangman page and everything he's done since then has felt very pedestrian you're almost like 
this feels like he won the Intercontinental title until he started feuding with Brian Danielson, who has done nothing but elevate his star power to the fucking echelon that he's deserved since AEW became a thing. And Brian Danielson running through the Dark Order, embarrassing them, injuring them in their hometown until this match, and then doing a Broadway to a draw, which is the perfect ending. Fuck you, fight me, because you can't take the belt off of him, and you can't put it on Brian yet. No, this was perfect, and it was amazing. This was the correct ending, and this is the only good thing Paige has done inside of a ring since winning the belt. Now, here's the problem. The match did end in a draw. I I remember at the end of Hell in a Cell, two years ago, and three years ago, we ended up having to say, okay, WWE. Don't there's a way to do a draw. Don't jack us off and don't finish us. There's okay? a way to do a draw, and, so, and there's a way to not do a draw. Like, These I, I are the two examples. I don't mean to be that. graphic there, but it kind of gets... There's never a way to do a draw. So yes, there me, is. And they just yes, did is, it Tony, a week and a half ago. We, we don't draw, have draws. That's the perfect way to end a draw, by having somebody fucking win in the end. So that's why Thank I you, have Phil. to... With a heavy heart because that was a damn fucking good match. It really entertained me. I was sitting at my home working on some projects. I was watching that good match. I have to give Adam Page versus Penny Omega the match of the year. Tony is suddenly starting to discover the follies of democracy. He, w- he misses when the Revolution Wrestling Podcast was a dictatorship of Tony. No, I actually enjoy <laughs> hearing the other opinions. It's just, I, I want you to understand that I just, and, and given the fact of foresight now, we know that Omega's not been. You can't say somebody was a better winner when they didn't win. Yes, you can. It's wrestling. God damn it. Here's the thing. Omega has not been in That's what the story of this year, chicken. Just I Omega know, not and I'm fighting every inch of it. Year. And that's how I've won all year. Omega's not been himself all year. He's been battling a list of injuries, some severe, some not. And he's not been on point. I'll be frank. Did you just do the, like, well, Omega's got injuries. He does. He's, he's currently not clear. He's out. Right now, he's out. And that's why they pulled the trigger when they did. He'll come back in 2022. That'll be fine. That's why, your, he... that's why your match pick was better is because Omega's injured? No, I, I yeah. my match pick was better because it was a better match. Tony hates the elite every last No, week. it has nothing to do with that. Omega, the Bucks. No, this match had nothing Cody, to do with that because Omega Page was very good. But here's the thing. Again, I said this earlier, MJF Darby did kind of set the bar a little high. 10 to e 10 man set it best right here. Omega, I'm like, can it be as good? And for me, it didn't hit nearly as home. But right here. Brian right here. Danielson versus no. Matt Adam Page, a match that's never happened, a match between two fresh faces, no. a match between Omega's Canadian, one of the greatest goddamn wrestlers <laughs> ever to walk the earth and the biggest prospect that AEW's had since its inception. This was perfection. There again, there is a way to do a draw, and they did it on AEW. And I didn't think they'd know how to do it, but they fucking did it. And it didn't it involve was the same finish for Cody Darby Allen, and we no, all shit the... on that. Oh, because it was goddamn Cody who overbooked everything. Hey, hey, how many times have you heard the, the name Cody Rhodes tonight? Fucking goddamn zero, because he sucked this year. You're about to hear him three times, folks, because all three of us, I'm sure, are gonna nominate him. For the next category. Fuck I, 
you. I am just to piss Tony off. (laughs) (sighs) I'm sorry, chicken, but you've been canceled. (laughs) 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 Uh, Fuck you if you nominate Cody. Page versus Omega Full Gear is now the. In that that last argument, like if you wouldn't like just started screaming and yelling at each other, I was gonna be like, "Who's Tony trying to convince uh, us or himself?" I'm trying to every. Everybody watching and who will listen to this and watch this knows the, the millions of you that Tony G speaks the no millions lies when around it comes to his And the truth is, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page was the superior match. But I understand if you want to go with long term storytelling and hey, booking, that's let us fine. know in the this comments. Fine match, God, nonetheless. Now he knows my frustration 2019 when Dustin Cody was clearly the match of the year, and he just well, it could have been if Cody Rhodes wouldn't have overbooked into oblivion. No, it's not the elite. It's Cody Rhodes. It is. You just muttered it yourself, Cody Rhodes. I told you this from the fucking get go, Cody. Here it is, Cody Rhodes. Look at me right here. Get in close, Cody. Get in close. Cody Rhodes, I took the glasses off. You know it's serious. Here it is. I said this at double or nothing, the original night. I said, damn, Cody Dustin, fucking great match. I think I even gave it four and a half fucking stars. Listen here, folks. I said then, and I'll repeat it now. If you wouldn't have overbooked that shit into the goddamn ground, that would have been match of the year. But instead... The best wrestler in the world that year, AJ Styles, went up against one of the other best wrestlers of the year, Seth Rollins, and had a fucking goddamn classic. And guess what? Cody Dustin could have been better. But then... Wasn't as good. You ass back. Get back. (laughs) Then you let your wife... You let your... Oh, really? Bill Kiwi's let me hog hog the, the hog the mic so I can hog the mic, asshole. Then you let your wife in. Then you had DDP get involved. I think even Arn Anderson jerked off in the fucking corner. Stop overbooking everything you've ever fucking done. Maybe your matches hey, would you make more sense Rogue, and would be less fucking offensive. Here's the thing. Everything I said that night has been true. And everything I've said since that night has come to fruition. And guess what? Cody Rhodes is one of the least fucking popular wrestlers in the world right now because everything I said that night and that day, and it's been vindicated and vindicated, and everything I will say about Cody Rhodes will be 110% true from here on out, and you will listen to me because everything I'm saying about Cody Rhodes is the fucking gospel. The guy's a goddamn talent. He's a fucking brilliant worker, but he can't get out of his own goddamn way. Cody Dustin was matched in 2019, though. It was was the runner-up. It was the match. So, folks, Paige Omega. So, Tony, this has got to be painful for you. Omega, the Bucks, they have both made it onto your wrestler of the year list. It's going to be a painful year. Let's put it frankly, uh, like I said, the zombie lumberjacks did kill my love, love of, wrestling, of wrestling a lot. So the fact that some of the worst offensive people to the business are winning these awards is no surprise this year. Listen, I don't hate the Young Bucks. I just wish they took their opportunity more seriously. I wish they didn't bury other teams. They, they're wearing Dior shoes, Tony. How could they be taking it any more seriously? Fuck you. They're coming to the ring in Fuck. expensive footwear. Fuck you. And they Fuck you. And people even stole their footwear. I mean, Moxley and 
the other guy. We'll just call him other guy. Anyway. Um, someone listen. who will never appear on our list. Cody, Jesus Christ, Eddie do Kingston. better. Do so, better. all right. I don't now, know how we got on Cody Rhodes, but yes, uh, fine. That's we fine. move on. Paige Omega, great match. Honestly, I hope they wrestle again. I hope Omega can be the best bout machine and do a five-star classic, but here's to hoping. Well, according to Meltzer, he did more than a five-star classic. Fuck you, Dave no. Meltzer. Didn't Meltzer give You're it like a 575 or some five shit like that? Five or some shit like that. Yeah. Now, he actually gave our tag team match of the year six stars. So yeah, let's. I'll, I'll cut a promo on Dave later. Let's look we'll at that. So let's get to the main event. The main folks. event, folks. The reason why you're here, the men's wrestler of the year, and I'll go ahead and take this one first, folks. Okay. The person who's put forward more effort, more work, who's done more to put on incredible matches, put over great talent, and put himself over, undoubtedly. The American Nightmare, Cody! Bro! <laughs> chicken both nominated just so Tony No, 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 no. In all honesty. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. I didn't think you were actually going to fucking make those words come out of your mouth tonight, Phil. I knew I had to at some point. So it was like uh, 2019. I think Cody's, Cody's like, oh, ready to like ram that build up against your face right Dustin now. Cody had one tag team match that year. So I was like, well, the tag team of the year is undoubtedly Dustin and Cody. Tony just looks at me like, fuck you, Phil. So, all right. That was my joke answer. It really is a two man race. And even if we don't want to admit it is, there's two people that are on the top of this list. And that is Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. Mm. Sorry, the head of the table is the biggest and most consistent attraction in wrestling in WWE. Kenny Omega has done more to have more good matches with more people than anybody else in wrestling this year with the only possible, possible person that's even in the contention of having more good is would be Brian Danielson. That would be my number three pick. So I am torn between Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. I'm going to let you two guys go first before I make my final decision. I I, I would like Chicken to go. Uh, I honestly have the same three uh, listed. Um, slightly different order. I got Roman, Brian, then Omega. I think I think Roman's been the most consistent, uh, most powerful, most dominant. He's about to go on two, uh, like close to two years of uh, uh, champ. Um, I think Brian has been more impactful, and his name's been out there just as much, if not more, than any other pro wrestler in the entire fucking world right now. Like he he and he's had fucking phenomenal matches in the last six months alone that have blown the shit out of most other pro wrestlers out there. Um, and then Omega's been solid. Um, and you're right. He he's, he's the head of the second best, um, uh, uh, program out there right now. So you got to give him some kind of recognition, but I got Roman Brian Omega. I'd like to just say one thing real quick here before we get to our final, we start finalizing here. I think 
one of the things that we pointed out is how spectacular MJF has been this year. Oh, good God. But also Honor- the fact that honorable he's, been, mention, definitely. he's been saved. They've been using him like Andre. They only use him sparingly, so he stays as an attraction. I think that hurt him in being in our wrestler of the year. That's the reason he's not on this list is because he had so few matches. You want me to be honest of why he's not? You know, Tony, I cut you off. You got the floor. He was embroiled in the fucking inner circle Chris Jericho feud. If it weren't, it would not have been for Jericho, MJF. Like, MJF for me probably would have been right in the mix of this. But he has risen like a phoenix out of the... I look forward to him next year. Yeah. There's only upside. Exactly. I'm so excited for Punk MJF early 2022 like that's an early contender right there folks uh, mjf's fantastic and he's managed to get past the nonsense that was chris jericho so i i'm gonna i'll be frank right now i'm not picking omega again he's been hindered by some injuries i don't feel like he's been able or capable of putting everything he could do into his matches. Now, don't get me wrong. They've been good. His singles matches, and yes, even the Pat Cassidy match, way better than it deserved to be. Omega's had good matches. Consistently. Yep, consistently. His promos have been terrible. His storylines have not been enthralling at all. I'm sorry. He's not... The Bell Collector! I don't know. Okay, great. He's been jumping from so, promotion to promotion. Yes, so he, he went and he won belt in matches. You're still talking about matches. Yes, he won I'm matches. talking about storylines now and promos, and he can't do either of those this year. He He's had been Don Callis to cut his promos. Yes, he did. Basically, yes. the Bobby the Brain Heenan of our generation. So your nomination, so your na- your nomination is Don Callis then. No, Tony. Tony. The story was him going and collecting belts and trying to become the greatest in the world. Right. He's he's the head of the table of AEW. Is he? Well, he was. That's that's fine. That's fine. And no, I'm sorry. His his presence presence as champion was not what I expected it to be. And I'm going. And I'm. This is probably. It's not because I hate the elite. It's because when they finally turned heel, fuck you. It's when they finally turned heel. This is not what people wanted. And you can you can argue with me all you want, but the crowds in the buildings, hell, even the fucking fans on Facebook would agree with me. Some of them, not all of them, that this was not the heel bucks or the heel omega that they wanted. It just didn't work like they expected. It's not what Tony Khan envisioned, and I think it's not what they envisioned even though they would tell you differently this wasn't the heel omega that he thought he was going to be it wasn't the heel bucks it just didn't pan out perfectly well when they came out to space jam music i think that was fuck exactly, you i think that was exactly the heel bucks or omega that folks are in point in case yes. thank you and also we found out that kenny omega really cannot dribble Thank you. Like the bugs were plan. like having a fucking great time with that. Okay. Just... You you proved my point why Kenny Omega mm-hmm. is like in the top five for me, but no, he's not in there. My top three. Okay, next up on my list would be CM Punk, but I can't pick mm. CM Punk. I can't. I... 
I can't pick him because it's, he it's too he, soon. He doesn't even scrape the top ten for me. Oh no! But it, consistently, even his worst match, I love against it. Eddie Kingston. Even that, I can enjoy it. Even all that, that did was take the shine off of Punk. It didn't bring Kingston up one iota. It just brought. Punk I'm getting down. there. That's I'm it. getting He's there. He's not a special attraction I'm, anymore. I'm He's getting there. He's actually not a special attraction I'm anymore. Thanks to Eddie Kingston. There. His whole goal was to put over new and upcoming talent or fan favorites, and he's been doing that and doing With it Darby. better than anybody. Darby, uh, just Darby was good. Just stop. It's the only person he's put stop. over or given any shine stop. to. Stop. Darby. Just stop. Punk's been doing great work with everybody he's been in the ring with, even the ones that aren't that great. Who? That's the thing. Literally everybody. Other than Darby. Name one other than Darby. Jesus Christ. Hobbs, uh, Dante Martin, uh, even goddamn QT Marshall got a good match out of this guy. Oh, yeah. Everybody loved all those matches. Those what were classics saying, that were just fucking... Everybody was talking about those around the water listen, the next morning. I don't agree with the booking of CM Punk either, and that's why he's not my pick. But everything he's done has been a pro wrestling match adequate. and my god what a fucking novelty that is everything he's done has been adequate like all right so who's your vibe uh, from cm Punk i'm trying to get there that but... you get from chris jericho okay that's the same oh i'm sorry we here. can't all put dan lambert who's a fucking cosplay of jim Cornette and a lion tamer to get our rocks off oh you wish Jesus you could get dan lambert and rise any you can i finish can i finish I can't finish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, so, all right, see. Literally, my top two picks are Roman Reigns and Brian Danielson. Okay. So, my reasoning for Roman Reigns is obvious. The most consistent has beaten Brock Lesnar's reign as undisputed world champion, has done nothing but cement himself as the top attraction in WWE across all their brands, has done nothing but make himself look better than he's ever looked in his entire tenure. His work with the Usos, his work with Heyman, his, his work with... Brock Lesnar, his work with Finn Balor, his work with John Cena. Every match he's had has felt big time. Roman Reigns is finally doing the work they wished he could do as a face after the Shield, but couldn't because he didn't have the rub. He has the rub now. He's got the rub. He's got the momentum. He's got the direction. He's doing everything he should be doing. It's perfect, and I love everything that Roman Reigns who, who has would done. Who say it was that gave Roman that final I'm a heel rub? Because I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it. Paul Heyman. <sighs> yeah, because there's not like one particular match you can point to, but hello, everybody. I am Paul Heyman. I am the, not advocate, but special counsel for Roman Reigns. And I love when he's like holding his, yes, my tribal chief. Let me tell you my tribal chief. And like, he is a better actor than most of the people that you find in Hollywood. We'll get back to this. What, so, I, what I find the most fascinating about Roman Reigns is all of these matches are pretty basic, but they're high impact. He, Roman Reigns has a very specific style of yeah. It Everything looks high impact, like, but you won't get hurt. Right. And you if right. you look at every match he's had with Brock Lesnar, and safe. there's been a lot, they're all safe, but they're all high impact. And even with Brock Lesnar, there's only like a total of five moves in the match, and they'll do them each like six times, but the match still feels big time. In the last 20 fucking minutes somehow. And it's still, but they still find a way to keep you on the edge of your seat, and you don't know who's going to win. It's about 
captivating an audience. It's about selling. It's about the psychology. It's about and, and you're and you're sucked into them like that's that's i think that's why roman reigns for me is number one on this list because like he does such a good job like he's he has owned this he is like he in the past, number one yeah he, he was, was his number one omega is your number one i had brown brian is number two you have roman i one. was undecided between the two i was going to wait to see what you say here my it's, other it's my Danielson, other choice is Brian Danielson because again the Who's match your number with, one though Tony the match with Paige was so fucking good every match that Brian Danielson has had with the undercard has made sense even against Punk you can say this against Punk some of the guys that Punk has wrestled didn't make sense Kingston. every everybody that. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson has wrestled this year. The match made sense. I bet Danielson could even get like a two star match out of Eddie Kingston. Anyway, he get well. He got it out of fucking <laughs> what, Minazuki, whatever the yeah, fuck. Like, anyway, well, Meltzer rated maybe it. even a two Meltzer rated it five if, because Meltzer's a fucking idiot. Maybe a two point two five if Daniel did. But with it, with uh, but with that logic, does does uh does it not make sense? Uh, I, Brian, I don't Brian I don't know Daniel where you're going where Brian Danielson's matches make more sense than uh fucking no I I I I don't know where you're going with this. Brian Danielson's matches when he's facing an undercard jobber. He made them make sense. He won the match and at the okay. end of it since like turning heel, he tore an MCL. Well the tribal or, chief doesn't work or with he jobbers. Knocked the teeth out of fucking colt cabana's mouth and then he cuts a fire goddamn promo and he looks like a million bucks doing it because his cardio is so goddamn spectacular and when he turned heel his smirk went from fanboy smirk to swarmy heel smirk and there's a subtle difference but it's still different and that's the little fine details that make the difference in the world like okay roman reigns on the other hand okay he's taking a crown from shinsuke nakamura he's got the usos beating somebody up like i'm torn here but as we were sitting here i i looked over to phil while you were talking and i think i said i think i made my choice and i said this the difference is like roman reigns has been perfect and daniel bryan bryan danielson all year has been stellar why has Roman Reigns been so good? Paul Heyman. Mm. I'm not nominating Paul Heyman. I'm nominating. Hey, he did take a Superman punch. I'm so nominating. Technically, he took a wrestling move this year. I'm nominating not just Daniel Bryan, but Brian Danielson, because Brian Danielson mm. has had a my favorite match of the year against Hangman Adam Page, and Daniel Bryan had the best match, one of the best matches in WWE, against the other one we're talking about, Roman Reigns. So really, it's not even deniable. The 2021 calendar year, Bryan Danielson, Daniel Bryan, across the board, January to December, has had the best banner year in Two actual companies, not brands, companies. Was all right, all right, all right. Real quick. Yes. So real quick. You're absolutely fucking right. Brian Danielson, I changed my vote. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
and that's how you cut a promo. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Because I was going to, at the end, begrudgingly give it to my tribal chief, Roman Reigns, (laughs) because he has been universal champion from beginning to end of this year. And that's really hard to argue with. But both of you gave great arguments to the point where even I was like, God damn, between his WrestleMania main event, the lead up to WrestleMania, the way he left WWE, and then he shows up in AEW, has my one of my favorite matches. The thing, um, the thing that tipped it for me, literally, because it was all year, ten months of this year. I'm like, it's it's Roman Reigns year. This is Roman Reigns year, hands it down, is. no it question. Is. It's Roman Reigns. He's, He's owned best. pro wrestling. Yeah, I really thought we were all going to be in complete agreement here that it's Roman Reigns. I, I did thought, too. I did he too. was on all of our lists. So did I. I did yeah. too. Until Brian Danielson did this match against Paige and he had the, the feud against the Dark Order. And I, I'm like, I'm watch, I watch him debut in AEW. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. This is fine. The, the crowd likes it. Then he slowly turns heel. They tease it during the Miro match. I'm like, this is good. Okay. And then he goes full hog. I'm like, okay, I like this. This is nice. And then it just gradually gets better and better and better and better. And all of his matches are perfect. And I'm like, that's right. Every time you think this guy is just good. No, no, no. He's fucking great. He has sneaky good matches every time he steps in a ring. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And then I remember, I'm like, oh, my God. He had two of the best matches of the year against Roman Reigns. Yep. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. In two companies, he had And we don't remember match. Roman Reigns for those matches. We remember fucking him for those matches. And I remember Paul Heyman for those matches. Yes. And that was the deciding factor. I'm like, Brian Danielson didn't need a mouthpiece. That's kind of where my brain clicked. When when you were saying that, that's where my brain clicked. I was like, holy shit, he's right. And that's when I'm sitting here, I'm like, I was 50-50, and I'm like, that wasn't just beautiful bastard. It was promo cut motherfucker Paul Heyman. And that's taking a book right out of Paul Heyman's book and working it against him because Paul Heyman was genius. Roman Reigns was great. Because it was the reason but, I accidentally said Brian Danielson earlier in that three-way match. Because I remember when I was watching it, it got done. I was thinking, now, Pac was really awesome. But, God, could you imagine Kenny Omega, Orange Cassidy, Brian Danielson for the title in that three-way mm. dance? I would have just like, oh, I'm that's a, tasty. I'm imagining. That not, that's flavorful. I'm imagining Pac versus Danielson. I'm imagining MJF versus Danielson. I'm imagining Punk versus Danielson. Yeah. When you think about Roman Reigns Cassidy versus Danielson is going to be fucking epic. When you think about Roman Reigns in 2022, who does he have left? Because he's faced Brock how many times? He's faced Cena. Hell, Styles. Like, what, what else? What else is there? Fuck you. Fuck you and your Orange Cassidy bullshit. Anywho. <laughs> Honestly, unless they come up with somebody new. For Roman Reigns to topple or somebody to dethrone the king. Almost. Roman Reigns is in the twilight of his run. Like it or not, I think he loses it at Mania. Uh, Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be yet. We'll see. We have day one. You could lose a little sooner than that. We have WWE day one coming up against Brock Lesnar. We will see. But I think Roman Reigns, he's done about everything he can do in this run. 
We got prediction. We got prediction videos coming up here soon. We do. Yeah. Oh, we're getting back into it, fellas. Yeah. So we're gonna have to see if Chicken will have another banner year like Brian (laughs) Danielson. Omega, Phil (laughs) Kiwi, Roman Reigns. Tui Ten Man can't get his head around anything. Uh, well, he knows who he wants for president. He just can't figure well, out who he, he wants. He doesn't know the vices, right? So you know, but it is what it is. So, well, if you chicken, pick, we'll if, see. If Phil Kaylee picks the Rock, he'll at least have half of Roman Reigns' WrestleMania opponents lined up. Because I still do think Roman Reigns <laughs> will defeat Brock Lesnar at Day One and go on to face the Rock at WrestleMania, and he and will beat him. Probably beat the Rock at WrestleMania. There is zero percent chance the Rock takes the belt at WrestleMania because Rock's not going to be there the next day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and dear God, please do not have Stone Cold Steve Austin come out of retirement to lose to Roman Reigns. I don't think I can handle that. You know what I could handle? Stop. Just stop. No, I could handle Roman Reigns and Stone Cold Steve Austin having a Brock Lesnar Goldberg Survivor Series match. Yeah, I said stop. Kicks him in the gut, gives him a stunner, takes the belt, and we get six months of Austin walking around with the belt. If you want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin walk around with my title on Raw, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I want to see. It's not going to happen, though. I am making another drink. But he is in the best shape of his life in the last, like, ten years. True. But... He's one of the few people that when he said he's staying away, he actually stayed away. So I got to give him credit. Not even Shawn Michaels can say that. Yeah, and we thought he was going to be one of the few. But oh, so, God, folks, that was a travesty. So we, when you, we will see. When you need the money. We've gotten there. Okay, folks, we did it. We did it in two hours. We got through 10 categories. It's the year in review. It's 2021. And I will apologize right now one more time for last year's really, really long. Brilliance day. Fest where I just it got, got bad. It got bad. I got, got fantastic. I got really drunk and it went way too long. So we cut this thing in half tonight. But if there's anybody still in the comments that wants to ask us any questions, any predictions for the year 2022, now is the time. Yep. I, I just did a 10-pick list for a year from now that we will not open this envelope until phil hold it up i picked all of my picks for next year i wrote them down i put them in this envelope phil signed it it's sealed we're not looking at this thing we're going to open it back up 365 days from right fucking now and we will see just how many i got right one year from tonight i am it's either gonna be tony's gonna be like a psychic or it's going to be one of the funniest things we've read in a while. I, be I, like, if you would have asked us at the end of 2020, oh, dude, the Fiend's going to fucking dominate, man. He's eventually going to fucking just rise up, and he's just yeah. like, and then, and then. All right. Know. Out of retirement wrestlers for next year uh, that uh, are wow. most predictable. Uh, like, we already talked about The Rock coming right. back yeah he, he joked around about stone cold i don't think that's realistic uh rick flair's kind of out there in the ether right now because okay. of all of his okay. court cases right like, we don't know where that's gonna land so all right well I, go, go, what, go. Do, what do you guys think is realistic for like surprise uh legend appearances in this next year? hang on before before you even go out everybody you just said uh Stone Cold has kicked around the idea. I don't think he's going to pull the trigger, though. 
the rock. Unless COVID's a hundred percent gone crazy and like yeah. we need a resurgence and make man's like willing to throw him ten million dollars. Yeah. WrestleMania's in Dallas. Like he's not going to Saudi. It's WrestleMania. He'll stay in Texas to do it, but I don't think it's gonna happen. He so didn't show up to the Royal Rumble in Texas. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Say. I don't think I, I think the Rock's 50-50 right now on Reigns at Mania, so we'll see how that plays out. Ric Flair, I think, will wrestle. I don't think it's going to be anything we need to talk about because it's going to be the Ring of thing. Honor or some weird shit. It'll be NWA. Oh, my God. God damn it. He's going to take the belt again. Yep, probably. And, uh, sorry, who else did you say? Well, I, I know who. I know. I, th- this is actually the most likely return of a retired wrestler in 2022. Bray Wyatt. No, <laughs> close though. I said the legend. Man tag match, Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda, okay. Wyndham Rotunda, and well, I don't know what his not... name is. Bo Rotunda. I don't know. Bo no, Dallas. That, well, that's not fair. I just said. Oh, for. No, mine is the most likely. Ric Flair's got too much court shit that's going to take up the next 38 months that's, of his time. But I just so said. he's not getting in the ring. Yeah. Well, so whatever. Mike Rotunda is going to be okay. the one that you see. How about return. most likely to get cut this next year out of the main roster superstars? Oh, do, oh I can't give away. Whichever I... Uso gets the next DUI. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. It's already done. You can get that. I was about to say, Jeff Hardy. I, I, already, I already put my wasted talent of the year in the envelope, so I'm not going to give that one away. But no, I, I, at this point, I think the Usos are untouchable as long as Roman Reigns is their top guy. That changes or he goes to Hollywood, all bets are God, off the fucking late table. Late that night or early the next morning. Uh, I, I would say, honestly, I'm again, I'll go back to this. Damian Priest, all the potential in the world, but they'll cut him. They'll fucking cut him. Or an Asuka who should no. who should be a face of the company, but they won't pull the trigger. Asuka they might actually cut. But exactly. All right, Tony, I'm going to put it this way. Um, Damian <laughs> Priest is up there with folks like Roman Reigns who will not be cut. I will fucking guarantee you. Baron Corbin is less likely to get cut than Damian Priest. Hey, Tony. I'm oh, my God. Cut. How is that possible? I fucking. But I'm right. Well, but I'm fucking well, right. I know, oh, I, know, okay. I know. That's like saying, is Lodi's job fucking secure in WCW? You like, don't have oh, to yeah. like it. It's true. All right, though. Tony, I'll tell you what. So you think Damian Priest is going to be cut next year? I'm just saying he has a high chance. I will bet you a bottle. Oh, make don't his even private start select. that shit. No. I will bet you any bottle no, to make his private select don't you start want. That, shit. that by fucking January 1 of 2023, Damian Priest still has a job. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Take it to the bank, Take it to the bank. We'll revisit that. I'm just saying in terms of up-and-coming talent that has potential that they would love to push. Damian Priest has all the fucking check marks. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's got the look. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be fucking gone. He's got the look, the size, and the youth. And that's the problem is they have so few people with all three of those things. They'll have a guy with the look. They'll have a guy with the youth, but he ain't got the size. They'll have a guy with the size, and they'll have a guy with the look, but he ain't got the youth. And you know, like, I'm. Oh, I thought that was a. I was raising my hand, but okay, well, we can. Yeah, we yeah. Can. Just, I'm totally I, right. I just realized. So, I just realized. Well, uh, I I got I got another one that'll perplex and confuse okay, both. I'll of give you that in just a second. But first, I'll say 
we're probably going to see Tommaso Ciampa retire in 2022. Okay. I'm shocked he's still wrestling. How many times yeah. can a neck break? They, it doesn't, well, because NXT was a thing to stick around for. Now that they've completely fucking ruined it, Tommaso Ciampa's fire for the business. Last question. Who were the two most likely WWE superstars to jump to AEW in the next year? Most likely? Not like, not ones that have already been released, but like in the future could be released and move to WWE. Charlotte, okay. Charlotte's one. She's going to move to AEW. I'm guessing sometime in the next 10 months. Um, Nope. Nope. Yeah, they're probably gonna wave a lot of money in her face. Nope. To not go. Um, I bet. I bet they wave a shit ton of money in her. No, face. since she broke up with Andrade, no, she ain't gonna go. Her dad's yeah. still there. Don't matter. Uh, I'm trying to think who would her be dad's, She's one of the only faces left. Her dad's irrelevant. Oh, for here's the next... one. This is cheating, but uh, Cesaro, dude. Ugh. Like the fact that he still has a job, he should just be thankful. The is fact he that just a company he's a great man wrestler, right he's one now? of the best wrestlers on God's green yeah. earth, but he's been used so poorly that he should just be thankful that he is still getting a check that says W W and E on it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick a, one. Is Cesaro the most underutilized at, at this point? Cesaro, no, that would be Dolph Ziggler. Well, no, Cesaro's been one of the most underutilized talents. Since he's yeah. been under WWE, yeah, the guy, the guy's fucking fantastic. I would say it's Ziggler, but we're... I will remember Ziggler's underutilized from you forever. You literally text me while we were live watching Monday Night Raw during like a an eight man match, and for no good reason, Cesaro hits like three big moves in the middle of the ring on three people, then hits the outside and hits big moves on everybody on the outside of the ring, runs back into the ring, slides in, hits another big move. And as soon as that happens, I get a text message from Phil. Did did Cesaro just outwork like eight fucking people? Yeah, Yeah, he he did. did. He just did. He did. And one of those people was like AJ Styles. I'm like, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's one of the best wrestlers on God's green earth. And that's why we were so happy for his WrestleMania story arc. It's like, oh, God. Is he finally going to fucking get... No, 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 no. No, they buried Still that. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna pick one that's way out of left field, and I'm going to pick one that might surprise you. And it's because they just announced that he re-signed. I'm going to pick Kevin Owens. You think Kevin Owens is he's gone? He's a multi-year deal. The only way he's getting out is if WWE... Kevin Owens is going to be WWE champ next year. Hang on. You know who else they signed to multi-year deals? Bronze, everybody. Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Those contracts don't mean shit. Guess what? When they spend extra cheddar on you, and then they realize they ain't got shit to do with you. Oh shit, we need to free up some money in the budget. I know we promised you a lot of money, but bye. If they guess what, Kevin Owens will show up. Kevin Steen is fucking fantastic. Kevin Steen, I'm guessing by fall of 2022 will be in AEW. My next one, I think I'm going to go with, it's not WWE, but Tessa Blanchard. Uh, did, isn't she in WoW? I don't give a shit, Tessa Blanchard. She just signed for WoW, I thought. Uh, yeah, but well, you got to realize those indie contracts, they're not quite as ironclad as a WWE contract. They're, uh, yep. yeah, it's, so 
Which aren't that ironclad, it turns out. Tessa Blanchard, she's one of those. Uh, we'll see. Untu- like, she, she she was on a great height, yeah. And then all of her colleagues in the wrestling world just turned on her, and yeah. now well, she's yeah. a piece of shit. So well, I mean, yeah. Tony, great I, worker. This is the great wrestling. Well, no, no, business. I I it's actually looked... littered with pieces of shit for human being. I actually looked into this. Austin Aries still has a job in wrestling, so great. Wrestling. Now, Tessa Tessa Blanchard's whole fucking like a fall uh uh from fame came from like this whole like racial issue she had with a colleague and now wow tried to pick her up and also tried to pick up her colleague and wow's trying to revive themselves the women of wrestling want to revive themselves with the story arc of tessa blanchard and the girl that she got in trouble for making racial uh comments toward well, I mean, she's a name. I mean, she's a fucking. It's a fucking soap thing. opera. It's a. It it's matter. not a bad arc to go off of. Like some people are shitting on it, but I'm like, people will watch that. Like it. as terrible it as it mistake. sounds, people will watch that. I think it was a mistake. WWE should have picked her up when they had the chance. Now, granted, they would have fumbled it and it would have sucked. But you could have had a Blanchard versus a Flair headlining WrestleMania. Granted, they would have been the daughters of both of those men. I don't give a fuck. That match would have been goddamn fantastic. But now we're never going to get that under WWE. They could still happen under AEW. God damn it. Charlotte Flair versus Tessa Blanchard, especially under AEW. It was hard in the culture. event, folks. Bad timing in the culture war for Tessa. Don't care. I don't care how hated she is. She's very hated. Don't care. Great goddamn worker. Great worker. Now, here's an example of somebody you'll never see in WWE. Who, who's that uh, Von Erich daughter? Lacey. Yeah, Lacey Von Erich. You will never see oh, her. Eat, like, MLW might be a wow. little bit too big league for her. Like, wow. I don't think you'll, like, she's just like. She was in TNA. Like I said, MLW might be a little too big league for her. I mean, like, she might have been playing in the minor leagues for a while, but, like, it's. Uh, yeah. She's not. Oh, God. Tony, don't bring TNA as like, Tony, I'm sure if like you and I were to like buy like 300 bucks worth of merch a piece, we could be on TNA for 15 minutes. TNA is not a thing, Phil. It's all impact wrestling now. What was TNA? Why are we doing that? It's gone. That's... I was about to say that'd be fun. Just hey, everybody, hey, Impact. <laughs> We're here in the Impact Zone. Why? Because like we each bought like I think two hundred fifty bucks for the merch. Yeah, yeah, they might sponsor Big Buck. Yeah. They might. Quite All right. So that explains why our budget's so thin. All right. Any other predictions heading into twenty twenty two? Because I, I, I feel like oh, Disney's gonna buy WWE. Not in twenty twenty two. No. Vince McMahon wanted somebody to go play football. Somebody is He's going out. to tease it. I, they'll tease out. it. I don't think Vince is going to die this year. I think Vince will die in 2023. That's my prediction. You know what's going to save WWE this year? I'm going to tell you what it is. The egg. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Literally, fuck you. How? Why would you even bring that up? I think they should make the egg the new twenty four seven. God damn that's, it! No. That's my prediction for twenty twenty two. The egg. Fuck I you. think that, that they should just make that the new twenty four seven title. Egg for the win. Now I gotta say, like this happened early. It was earlier this year, late last year. I gotta. Point, so many people like, gave uh, the egg 
so much shit and they went back and dug on how much bad press and how much how much the WWE has sucked at bringing up eggs. I think Vince McMahon this year is just purposely going to make this. Like I got this. I got this. I got the egg year. I got this. (sighs) Becky, I know you. I know you've went above and beyond for us before, but uh, eggs have been a theme in our past, right? It's good shit, pal. Listen, at Survivor Series, we had a gobbledygook or turkey pop out of an egg, and then this year I had a I had a golden egg, and it was it was good shit, pal. Listen, would you be willing to donate our your eggs to the cause? And I was really hoping <laughs> you didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> and then Xavier Woods comes in. No, never mind. Never mind. Oh, oh. Wow. Nice. So, I'm actually kind of shocked that hasn't like happened yet. Oh like, my god, that was. Lines, but like, was, I, I, I think that was like, fantastic. Bro. Pro wrestling has figured out like, yeah, those those pregnancy storylines aren't exactly permits to print money. Hey, Lynn. So, my God. Oh, I watched the new Matrix. Oh God. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. I no. Or Spider Man, you dick. Lynn types. Oh, Lynn types that. in uh, at the end of the Matrix movie. Luke Skywalker dies. Major spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right. All right. So, Any, well, anything else we need to say before we wrap up 2021? I w- again, I said this at the top of the show, but what a year it's been. But not really. Yes. Well, folks. Yes. It's been quite a year. It's been a roller coaster. We've laughed. We've cried. We've all learned Iron Man dies at the end of the, <laughs> Matrix. The end of the you Matrix. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. So, folks, this has been quite an evening. This has been quite a year. It's been quite a journey for uh, all of us. Every last one of you. And, folks, as I'm known to say here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, all that being said... Thank you for joining us this year of wrestling here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, folks. You can find us Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. You can, or Spotify, that is. We'll get there. Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, RevRest Pod on Twitter, RevRest Pod on Twitch, folks. This has been quite an evening, been quite a year. We've been ups and downs. The title has changed hands many times as it's going to at wwe day one when phil koe takes back the title folks and it's gonna happen and you are gonna be here to see it and folks i am your king of extreme phil koe the man of the hour the man with the power the man that makes the other podcast cower you can find me at koe nation on youtube KOE Nation on Twitch, and now KOE Nation on TikTok. Folks. As well as West Lynn 4 on TikTok. Yes, you can also find West Lynn 4 on TikTok. But folks, you can also find all of us, all of us here, not only at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Twitch, and or Twitter, Google, and Twitch, Apple, all the but audio platforms. You can also find all three of us at Big Bucking Empire on YouTube. Big Bucking Empire right here, right here, on right here, Facebook. Right here, right here. Yes. 
Big, Hang on, it's coming back around. Yes, yes, you'll get there. Big Bucking Empire is where you need to be on YouTube. Our backup channel is Dog and Chicken Show on YouTube. Also, be sure to check out Big Bucking Entertainment on Twitch, folks, so you can get all of our amazing content. And, folks, right there. this has been quite the year. Right there. I'm hoping every last one of you, every one of you, makes it back here to the next year in review. Happy, healthy, and much the wiser, folks. I'm really hoping for that because this has been quite a year, and I hope that you all make it back to this one next year again, and we can all say, what a year of wrestling, folks. What a year it's been. So on behalf of everybody here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, thank you. May you have a happy, safe, healthy holidays. May you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and be ready for year one. Tony, Chicken, this has been quite an evening. Gentlemen, take it away. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, hey, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. Uh, I had oh. a dominant year, a fucking yeah. fantastic year. Of I just mopped the floor with you guys almost every single... I had three or four perfect calls this year uh unprecedented unprecedented unprecedented, uh rain that i had this year i was your tribal chief um tony did win it um but i was your tribal chief over this last year uh so uh i i enjoyed every moment of it every second of it um but you know what in defeat, I was always gracious. Tony, what happened every time I lost? I brought the belt to you and handed it to you in person like a man, didn't I? It, it took you like a month to bring it to me the last time. Well, I and still I handed it for a month, and I only had the belt for like six days to get all the recording done. And he fired out like three or four videos. I, did. I fired out like four of them because I knew it's like, well, shit, another event's coming, and it's a WWE event. So Chicken's cousin Sticky's gonna fucking give him all the results. I'm gonna be fucking. What do you know? Bits, so bits, Chicken, rabble, rabble. You really need to send your cousin Sticky, who's been feeding you all the WWE results, who's clearly on the creative team. You need to send him a, a special bottle for Christmas because I did, to- I did. He got a bottle uh, of uh, Weller's. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So that's how much he really likes those. Wow, things. bottle of yeah. Weller's. Yeah. So, really giving the inside track. Now we. It was, it was now. the white. It was the white label too. So. Oh well, then yeah. CYPP motherfucker. CYPB. Then yeah, that that is. But yes, folks. Uh, also, tomorrow night. Tomorrow yes. night. Big Bucking Empire on YouTube, Big Bucking Empire on Facebook, Big Bucking Entertainment on Twitch. Be there because it will be Dog and Chicken Show is back. Yes, it will be Twas the Podcast Before Christmas here at Big Bucking Empire and Dog and Chicken Show. Take it, T. All right. So, sorry. I, I, I know you guys forgot about, you know, me, but it's not like I'm important or anything oh yeah that's just it i'm the fucking 11 time goddamn rwp champion and folks it feels Who? so yeah mute well also didn't you kind of have something happen on tiktok today 
Oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Um, I'm, I'm yeah, afraid. somebody kind of blew up, dude. I'm afraid to open it. Like how many? Like I'm just gonna look. Well, oh yeah. Oh. Like, my phone okay, died, okay, okay. Before Tony goes into this, I want to give like a scenario. Like all of us have done this. Everybody <laughs> in the world has done this, where you like make a Facebook post or a Twitter post or or a tweet or 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 you post something on Instagram and you think it's like, eh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> And then, like, an hour later, you come by, and you're like, holy shit, this, like, blew up, and you don't understand why this is a big deal. And, like, how you, like, you get that nervous feeling of, like, oh, shit, did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Tony had that experience today times 50. Yeah. I, I, I last looked before we, like, started this, and it was at 56,000 views. I had a tick. Oh shit! Okay, so start from the beginning then. I I made a I made a TikTok duet, the the Infinity Ring Light <laughs> Challenge where people like, and I did it because I'm a whore, I'm a dirty dirty whore, and I did it myself and it was fantastic and it got me a bunch of fucking followers. So I don't give a shit. I'm a whore. I don't care. I'll show you my nipple. That's great. It's fun. So I did a duet on TikTok where I react and there was this chick with this massive like triple Z rack. I'm like, ah, this nobody's going to see this anyway. It ain't going to matter. And I'm like, oh, this is a fun challenge. I went, oh, God. And three hours later, it had 30,000 views and like 250 likes. And the last time I looked, it had 56,000 views and like 500 <laughs> likes. I'm afraid to look at it now. The last time I checked it, I had 91 notifications on TikTok. I have OCD, and when it comes to notifications on my apps, I don't like leaving them unchecked. So this has been very unnerving for me. So what all of you need to do is make sure that you go to Tony's TikTok. How many views? Oh, God. How many views? Um. I, I'm not say? sure about views. Hold on here. Oh, uh, God. I'm afraid to know. Is go to Tony's TikTok at Tony the Rod 2.0. Oh, no. Messages and notifications. No. Like, if you don't oh. give him at least five messages or notifications. No. Hold on. Hold on. 171 and a half thousand views is what I'm showing on my phone. No. Oh, God. So, when I leave here, Tony's just going to be on his phone checking these things. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. All right. That'll be fun for me. There I am. See if it ever focuses. You, Tony, you finally went viral. It's everything you ever wanted. I don't feel like I did. There it is. There it is. Oh, God. Yep. So, good job, T. And I thought I was impressed when my fucking like TikTok video got 600 views. I'm like, hey, I'm fucking hot shit, yo. Uh, but Tony, you're at like f- almost 1,500 followers now. <laughs> did it. Fucking did, did it. it. Now it's about time to get yourself banned. I was saying, I've, I've gained like 500 more than I thought I would before I get banned. So, yeah. Anywho, all right. So we've gone on much longer than we needed to. Anywho. Folks, I'm the 11-time champ. This has been 2021. My God, not only did we see the rise of AEW as a legitimate competitor, maybe not so much in the numbers, maybe not so much in the shirt in the terms of sheer 
quantity of product being put out, but the quality has been better than the quantity that WWE can compare. And yes, it's true that your 11-time champion has been right more times than not in terms of what he picked for the year-end awards, but I was outvoted, and that's okay, because not a bad choice was made tonight, folks. Not a bad choice at all. It's just, it's okay. It's okay that I wasn't vindicated on that regard, because I was vindicated on so much else, like especially Cody Rhodes. Anywho, 11-time champion, and going into 2022, I've given Phil my envelope. What I predict will be the best of the best of the best of 2022. So join us here one year from right this second and see just how much I got right. And I'm betting, folks, it'll be more than it was not. Follow us. Anchor, Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the audio platforms on Big Bucket Empire on Facebook, on Rev Res Pod on Twitter, on Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, and all the Big Bucket Empire platforms on the KOE Nation, on Norwalk IRL, on the Dog and Chicken Show on YouTube, all of those things. And join us here tomorrow night, 8 30 Central here, Standard Time for a live stream. Christmas special edition where we all give each other chlamydia. I mean presence. It's going to be a yes, fan damn tastic time. So folks, do not miss it. All that being said, the show's so nice I had to outro it twice. Oh. Real quick before you outro it. Like I want to say good night cuz okay. like Phil Phil no, Phil's the, we don't know. Phil's <laughs> the <laughs> outro guy. Yeah. I don't want him to outro it three times. Jesus. Outro like, thrice. I I like I want us thinking outro in. Jesus Christ. Anyway, check me out. Uh Bark and Cluck on Twitter. Um, I'm slowly uh becoming a fan of Twitter and hating <laughs> hating people on Twitter. It's a really a really good time. Check me out at Bark and cluck uh just like dog and chicken show uh check us out dog and chicken show uh like tony had said live show every thursday or friday check us out to to find out for sure um and in what to do from there but go to youtube.com slash c slash big bucket to uh, find out when our channels are coming next and when we've been banned when we haven't been banned we're uh like coming off week to week basis yeah yeah and we're coming off on one right now uh but definitely check us out if you want to support revolutionary wrestling podcast if you want to support big buck and entertainment you want to support dog and chicken show you need to go to facebook.com slash big bucket you can donate stars on any of our live streams you can tell us when you what you want us to do with those stars right now we have certain campaigns for things we're trying to fund um some of those things are just like fuck off things we we have already funded we are gonna uh uh order come january 1st or or the first stream of the year we're gonna order a cardboard cutout of Tony G and we're going to put it in a random gas station. And it's a picture of him with like 
water being poured on him while he's in Daisy Dukes in a cut-off flannel red shirt. And we're going to put it in a random gas station next to a big pile of Budweiser. It's going to be fantastic. These are crowdfunded pranks that we're yes. gonna we're gonna follow up on. Um, the next one we want to do, we actually are are crowdfunding right now. A we want to get a buddy of ours that lives in New Hampshire to drive to Nebraska. One no, way or another, I want to get him a train ticket. Train ticket. Train <laughs> ticket's kind of what we decided on. One of the train stations where they haven't had a passenger train drop anybody off there in sixty years. Like I'll pay extra to make that happen. Like that. Yeah, that's, that would be like, great. That was that'd be freaking hilarious. That and I just think it'd be fascinating to have somebody like from the north. He's like, "Hey, everybody in like northeastern civilization." And there's nobody there. Myself going from the northeast to Nebraska cow country. <laughs> like I, I think that would just be fascinating to watch from his perspective. And also, he doesn't know, but uh. I might have a few extra little bourbon treats ready for when he comes down. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've collected a bottle or two of some interesting stuff. I mean, like, you know, I'll say it's a little more grandiose than this, but really not much. more. You know, it's just anyway, look at that. Uh, for those of you watching, you see the link on the screen, but those of you just listening in go to Linktree. Our uh, our link tree uh, uh, link here, l i n k t r dot e e slash b i g b u c k i n. That's l i n k t r dot e e slash b i g b u c k n i n. Oh, and I have some weird Asian lady that just showed up behind. <laughs> Okay. Hello. hello. Well, hello, man. All right. How are we doing there, madam? Anyway, check so, it out, folks, folks. This is a show so nice. We don't even need to outro it thrice because it, we're just going to keep going until the next year in review just comes around. <laughs> um, so, well, well, now, chicken, come on now. Where's your manners? So, who is this fine lady here? I think he muted himself. Oh, he muted himself. Oh, uh, we wanted to get in on the combo. Yeah, he, he, he muted himself. Uh, chicken's like, Phil, you're not doing that right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, hi. Yeah. Yes. Twerk it, girl. Hell yeah. Mm, 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 mm. You want me to twerk it on <laughs> Phil? No. Oh, no. Anywho, eleven times. Wait, wait, let me scoop up, scoop This might be the greatest thing ever. Yes, get it, girl. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Get it. Candace Owens, all the way. Fucking a. Ow. She just uh, poked me in the eye. Goddamn. All right. Well, all right. Well, Chick, it looks like you're going to be busy, so... Yeah. Enjoy, man. Uh, yeah, 11 times hey. champ, the king of extreme, and the COVID <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, I'll champ. see you guys soon. Uh, yeah. Later, it's been 2021, folks. We'll see you in 2022. We will see you for WWE. Year, day, one, whatever the fuck it is. We don't care. It'll be a shit show, and we'll see what the fuck they mean. To... Good God. 
Well, yeah. folks, All we right. gotta get going because it looks like uh, Chicken's got some, uh, some busy. things he's got to attend to this evening. Okay. Folks, God bless all y'all, and uh, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. He just dropped out. Yep, folks, God all bless. Right. Thank you much. We love you. Like, share, subscribe. Like that thing up there above Bill says. Can't do the show without you. Like, share, subscribe to RWP to Dog and Chicken Show, to Big Buck and Empire, and we will see you right here, back in 2022. Fresh, ready for more content and entertainment. Phil, what do you got to say? All that being said, hope to find you back here next year. Happy, healthy, much the wiser. God bless. Merry Christmas, folks. We're going to see if it just smooths itself out. Tell you what I'll do If I ever get back I promise to refabricate you Raging rivers of gold That's what the brochure advertised and now we're lost. We gotta take it down. Let you get slow. It's hard to survive.